This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. Hola, everybody. Welcome oh. to an episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We have our hey, can very I get some glitter, huh? Oh, you want that glitter cut? Yeah, sixty-eight percent fucking alcohol. There brother. we go, Watch man. We got our very, very special guest. You know uh, what we call a lift god, oh. <laughs> aka Salvadorian Salivator Papi, Mango um, Papa, a- aka Mango Biter, oh. Can Crusher, the Can Crusher, the Can Crusher, Can Crusher, aka In My Feelings Too Much from High School Days. Hey, <laughs> <hit me> up. <laughs> and we also got Nick the Wonton Ear. What's oh. up, baby? What's AKA up? AKA Tonkatsu Sixty Nine. <laughs> You know, his rapper name. Bro, his yeah. new song goes so hard. Have you heard it? Doug, first of all, don't you ever fucking say that about anything that boy does. I love it. You know, dude. that fool's out of jail now, right? Yeah. So here's some fucking shit. So Takashi69, a.k.a. Snitch. <laughs> a.k.a. Hard as fuck. I know you like that fucking trash Good. ass music. Hard, bro. All of the songs sound exactly the same. <laughs> Some of his songs are actually pretty good, but there's only a couple that actually like. I fucking hate all of his music. But then when I listen to it afterwards, I feel like a piece of shit for actually liking him. If y'all don't know who Takashi Sixty Nine is, you live in a fucking rock under a rock. You guys should watch the. uh, Me and Tiff are watching the Charlemagne, the the Breakfast Club interview with Takashi Sixty Nine. Yeah, that is one of the funniest things ever. These fools are going back and forth, and he's just saying like Takashi's talking shit to Charlemagne, and he just goes. Did you get your GED yet? Like, out of nowhere. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. You know what? The funny thing about that is, too, when you go back to that Charlemagne the God interview, number one, I, you know, Charlemagne the God, you know, he's out of pocket a lot of the times. And when you listen to that interview, the people that are writing the comments are young kids. And they're like, mm. Charlemagne the God got roasted in that conversation. I'm like, from a child's perspective, <laughs> yeah, from an yeah. adult perspective, Char- yeah. like, Takashi 69 was saying just garbage. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is when a dumb person just starts to speak and they and they don't stutter in their sentence, they go, that's a smart person. Yeah. You could do that and say a lot of stupid shit. He's saying nonsense, bro. Pure nonsense. Also, I feel like he was just letting them talk because he's like, all right, just let them talk. Yeah, because yeah, he, he's dude. literally making himself sound dumb as fuck. Bro. And yeah. it's a weird thing, too. So if you like Takashi since the the onset of his career, he's had so much drama wrapped around him. Because let's even talk about this. This motherfucker fucked a 13-year-old. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, that's crazy. Charlamagne asked him, he goes, are you a registered sex offender? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's like, nope, you, could, you got a computer right there. Why don't you go check it? He goes, no, I'm asking you, are you a registered sex offender? 
<laughs> he just dude, Charlamagne don't care, question. bro. That's why I like those interviews sometimes. Motherfucker trying to saying, fight that dude, bro. I know he just be saying whatever. He don't care. Well, he uh, he he is a sex offender because he did have sex with a thirteen year old, and his excuses. He goes, he goes. She lied to me about her age. Yeah, dog. dog I don't give a fuck. years know, old. You know what a thirteen year old looks like, bitch. You knew she was underage, and you fucked the child. You disgusting little yeah. fuck. He was nineteen. He said at it the was time. like a music video thing, right, or some shit. I don't give a fuck. A thirteen year old. Looks like a fucking yeah, thirteen. That's weird, bro. Dude, you, you 13, can tell that. You can Jesus tell. Christ. What is that? Seventh grade? You could tell by what a thirteen year old looks like just by what they yeah. smell like. Thirteen year olds smell. They yeah. smell like a, like children. All you yeah. need to do is hear her say one sentence, and you're like, "Oh, you're thirteen. Oh, you're thirteen. You smell like a wet backpack." <laughs> <laughs> she had a backpack wow, on cool. the whole time. <laughs> the little kid one. Hey, yeah, she got be wearing them shit. The unicorns and the glitter and she's shit. Drinking on a juice box and shit. She has a trapper <laughs> keeper. She's like, she's like, I got two dollars of milk money. Let's go. I know. Like, she got her fucking PE clothes on with the, with her name on the yeah. bottom of her shorts and the fucking logos all fucking messed up from getting washed every fucking day. She has jellies on and shit. Hey, fuck. But her songs go hard though. All of the songs sound the same though. Recite. Recite some lyrics right now. All right, ready? Here we go. These said they heard of me. I ain't heard of you. Get the fuck up out my fucking face before I murder you. That's one of his main lines in Billy. That shit goes hard. And then what's the other one? He really uh, does know all his fucking fee, 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 Bro, it's just like I was telling you. Like I was telling Nick this earlier today. I you know I was telling you like I like people's voices. His voice sounds sick on these songs, bro. I like like his like aggressive. Like you are never allowed on this podcast ever again. Yeah, all, bro, all, he goes hard, bro. All, all the music he likes is very aggressive and very in your face. Yeah, bro, because like, and then he yeah. and then he's like, oh, I love Sade. He looks <laughs> like Sade goes COVID, hard, dude. You that like Sade, so right? Disgusting. Yeah, who yeah, doesn't Sade. like Sade? Dude, my dad used to bump her. My dad has little posters of her, like all in the garage and shit. When we were growing up, we would see it, and he had like the records of it. So we used to bump that stuff all the time. I love Sade. She goes hard. <laughs> He's just but, a very interesting. I, I just hate Takashi Sixty Nine. I mean, everything about him. I, I, I think. He, yeah, like, he's not a good person. I mean, I mean, a lot of these rappers aren't great people. It's just he puts it on so mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. much. You know what I mean? And also, too, like, come on, man. He's, he's so also in the interview, Charlamagne goes, "Why are you telling everyone to suck your dick all the time?" He's like, "Man, I don't give a fuck. Like, I want people to test my gangster all the time. Yada 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 yada." And he's over here. He's like, "Man, I want people to know that they could like you know run up and we we can get that smoke and saying all that shit, right?" And yeah. then you see that video of him getting, he's throwing down at the airport. He's getting like, he's uh, like yeah, fighting. Yeah, yeah. Him and his homies are like fighting uh-huh. some dudes. That motherfucker was getting beat up the whole time. <laughs> yeah. and his homies well, look at everything. him. He doesn't look yeah. like he could throw a fucking fist. Cause he, even, he doesn't like he could jog around the block, bro. Okay. Cause he, he went to jail. He was supposed to be in prison for up to, I want to say a it was like 47 time. years. Yeah, it was 47, time. 42 years, something along those lines. Right. And basically his sentence got reduced by depending on how much he snitches. Oh, fuck so yeah. basically it was like, all right, your cap is 47. Give us some information. All right. 45 years. And that shit went all the way down a month or something exactly so so he got out what in like two years because he took his 47 or 42 year thing and he took a plea deal and i guess what happens is that within a plea deal and people can correct me if i'm wrong within that plea deal you you're not uh you're not being prosecuted now you're being put as a witness so now he's he's a government witness yeah he's like uh and he's like on protective stuff, right? But I think, yeah, because technically <laughs> he's... I say that shit again. Yeah, I don't protective, know. He's on protective stuff. Protective custody. <laughs> he's on protective stuff. No, he, uh, he's supposed to still be in jail, but because he has asthma, that's why he got out even Seriously? earlier. Yeah, so because he's supposed to still be in jail, he's supposed to get out in like a couple more months, but because uh, he has asthma and the coronavirus thing going on in there, 
Um, the judge let him finish the sentence in his house. So he oh, has that's to why stay he's on home. house arrest. That's oh, why he's at house, house arrest. arrest and that's why he was able to shoot that music video. I remember it came out. He was like, he asked uh, the judge if he was able to shoot music videos at his house and all that type of stuff. And I guess they approved it. So like that music video that he just released is all shot at his house and everything too. He he has the number sixty nine tatted on his face. What's up with that? Well, he, he has, has everywhere, bro. So he has that number sixty nine tatted on his whole body over two hundred times. But also, yeah. it's on his face. Actually, yeah. Is that's, that what you're crazy. worried about? Look at everything about him. He's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like shit that right. nightmares are made out of. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing too. So he got so he snitched on everybody, right? Well, what was the gang that he was a part of? It's like some Treyway. Yeah, Treyway. Okay, there you go, Treyway. So that's the that's the gang that he was affiliated with. Mm. It was funny because there was this thing. I'm not sure if this is what he was convicted for, but it was what racketeering, uh, yeah. like possible murder or some other shit. Yeah, because it was something with like Chief Keef's group. I think they like had like a a supposed hit out on Chief Keef, and he was like a part of it and stuff. Pretty sure that's what it was because him and Chief Keef had beef, like some baby mm. mama beef or something like that. And I think it was racketeering and then something where like higher for murder or something like that. So it's interesting because I read this small thing uh, the other day where I'm not sure if this is what they were putting on him as a charge. But there was somebody within the gang, Treyway or some shit like mm. that. They didn't like how he was coming up. Right. So you know, he was a little loud. Yeah, he was yeah. a little eccentric. Or Talks whatever. a lot of shit. Talks a lot of fucking shit. And so this dude was like, yo, I don't. I don't fucking like you. Like you need to, you know, stay in your fucking lane. Like you just, you just started, you know, popping yeah. off in this gang. But uh, other gang members were saying that he should uh, just leave him alone because he's bringing money into the gang, so it's all good. Mm. Lo and behold, that guy that was speaking up, I forgot what his name was. I don't know, Bootsy or whatever. But, <laughs> you know, whatever Bootsy, he dies a month later. Oh really? I wonder how. Oh shit! I wonder shit, how. Fool. You think six nine is gonna get popped or what? Oh f- yeah. I mean, I, if he does, I don't know if anybody will shed a tear. But no, nah, I yeah, I feel like. I feel like protected. for him, it's kind of done, right? Like you can't. I don't. If I was him, I wouldn't feel safe going to do a show. Like yeah. I wouldn't feel safe, like really going out. Even though when he was out, you saw that video. He had like seventeen freaking bodyguards who were all like nine feet tall and shit mm-hmm. walking yep. around him. But even with that, dude, someone's gonna get to you. He's like, probably someone's gonna, be, gonna get to you. If he's they he's want probably you. gonna be one of those guys that gets just so lucky, and he's never gonna get shot or something. Like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's just over here talking to himself in his room yeah. doing an IG live. It's like, what kind of life is that shit? Yeah, you you, you have all this money and you can't do, do anything shit with it. Shit I'm, for the rest of your life, you yeah. cannot do shit with it yeah. because the moment you step out in public, he's someone's done. gonna cap your ass. That's yeah, it, dude. He's done. He talked too much shit. He did, he talked way too much shit. I Someone's like. gonna make an example out of him for yeah, sure. Boy. The funny thing was like he, <laughs> the amount of people he snitched on was unreal. I feel like he was snitching on people he didn't have to snitch on. Yeah, he was like Cardi him, B. Those I was memes. like, yo, what the fuck? Cardi, yeah. Like, yo. Yeah, those memes were going around. <laughs> everything, everything meme like, oh, also judge. I know this. I know this, and they would use that picture of him in the courthouse. But, that but my funny. question is like, for all the things that he snitched on, how much is like the court able to prosecute on that? You know, because oh, no. if they reduce the sentence by that much, they must have been a lot, right? Like, well, he been... he stitched on everybody that was going to go to jail with him, so it wasn't yeah. just him. It was it was six nine. I, I think he like told on a whole gang. He like, told on all of them, gang. all of them yeah, that that were going gang. to go to jail with him. He snitched on all those motherfuckers. Yeah. So if he goes to prison, he's fucked. He's yeah. dead. You were saying that they were trying to kill him. Before, yeah, like right? so. Yeah, so the whole thing from what I heard and read is that. His because there's a video of him getting kidnapped. Like he gets put in a trunk, and that's he how he gets away. Yeah. He escapes. He rolls off and runs away. That's all of the people. In, that was that was all of his friends in that gang. So they had like kidnapped him and were threatening to kill him and do all this stuff on him. So those are all the people that he snitched on too. Oh, got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So I'm like, obviously, it's like 
all right, I understand. I mean, fuck, yeah. if you guys kidnap me and try to kill me and shit, and they're like, hey, who am I? Do they say, do, do, they, do, like, people, hey. do people know why he got kidnapped? I don't. I think. Or I think it was like a money him? thing or some shit. I don't. It's know, either I don't a money know, thing. Either there's way, there's always something at, to at, it. At the end of the day, it's not like he's completely innocent himself because yeah, he put a hit no. on somebody well, else. Yeah, yeah. he, he put a hit shit. on somebody else within his own gang. So it's it's you know you get what you put out. Yeah. And honestly, like that fool got out, but Bobby Schmurda's still locked up. Bro. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's some like shit. gun he, shit. He right? didn't snitch though on somebody. He didn't right? snitch. No, yeah, he actually did not snitch. I I saw something. He um he could have gotten like uh. Uh, some shorter sentence if he would have like snitched, but he didn't. But he didn't, so that's why he's in jail still. Because yeah, he, he took the longer sentence because he didn't want to tell on people. I bet that I'm guy's like, living like a king over hey, there. That, some of his songs go hard too. Bobby yeah. Schmurder, his uh, his new what's it? The new song that he dropped, the one that he shot in his house, hit twenty two million views in like in a day, dude. Fuck. It's insane. But it's also because people are watching it. People that hate him watch it. All that type of shit. Yeah. But that's what he goes for. He likes to talk. He's almost like he's, if you go to MMA, he's like Colby Cummington. Yeah, he's but very he's polarizing. successful with it, right? He just talks so much shit. Views and then he broke the record for the most amount of IG live streams. Yeah, I heard he yeah, was like, like two million. Mil- yeah, I got two million. That's million. crazy. That's insane, bro. I know. I usually hit. I, like, saw, I, I usually saw, hit like a million, but the, like that fool. That fool just there was a video of him talking and then in the comments you see the real tommy chong and he's like add me in add me in tommy like, chong oh shit <laughs> it's like i was like what are Who you gonna talk to this who's for? tommy chong uh chichin chong oh what the yeah, fuck yeah i know of all people you know hey what Why? if tommy chong exactly. got in there he's like hey bitch you a snitch he's like, I'm don't fucking come to my hood <laughs> he is a snitch it's, it's yeah. weird how much like young people still fuck with him though they're like oh he's still dope the, the weird thing about that to me anyways i mean it's it's weird kind of bringing up integrity and you know, with and, this fucking rap. piece of shit or rap mm. or whatever, right? But something about snitches that I just don't fuck with, right? Yeah. Like, if you're a fucking snitch, like, you're done. Like, I don't yeah. give a fuck what you do. You can produce whatever great art that you want, but that snitch title right there, I don't really appreciate. Yeah. And it's not like he was doing the the world a great service, right? Nah. Because he should be locked up, too. You're trash fuck as well. Yeah, bro. yeah. And how did he even get so famous in the first place? I mean, it just it, popped off. It, it popped off. Gummo. Like I was saying, it's, yeah, Gummo. That song, right? Yeah, but that it's song like, was actually it, pretty cool. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, that one's actually pretty he, good. I don't, Gummo I don't, I wouldn't ever, wouldn't ever like, like fuck with him in person. Like, I wouldn't ever be homies with him, but some of his fucking songs are sick. No, um, uh, he popped yells. off. He popped off because, sticky. because of, <laughs> because the song was catchy. Because the picky, ah, yeah, yeah. Sticky, ah. Yeah. Like that stuff was like new and like the whole aggressive screaming. Um, but you know, like rainbow hair, the rainbow grill, like all that type of yeah, shit. That shit helped him. The face tattoos. It's yeah, like it's a likable character. Why did he you, got posted to get made fun of in the beginning, but it just turned out it kind of just like blew. Same with like, remember that Slim Thug kid, that little oh, yep. skinny white kid that like told on himself that all the stuff that was shit, fake. That shit is tight though, dude. No, the, he goes hard on some of his songs too, bro. <laughs> that's cool, that's cool. He does. Um, but that no, was the same thing. He he had his own little. <laughs> Completely joking. He had his own little like you know fifteen minutes and remember, Charlemagne had said that. Remember he brought that up in the movie six nine. He's like, you said I was only gonna have fifteen minutes of fame. Yeah, yeah. But I guess six nine just did it smart where he. He's like, all right, I just got to keep talking mad shit or I'm for real only going to have 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. But that shit bit him in the ass because he talked way too much way shit. Way too much shit, man. Mm-hmm. He thought he was invincible. He's like, yep. if I have enough money, if I have enough clout, nobody can touch me. People can find a way to hurt you, man. Yeah, yeah, At bro. the end of the day, people can find... Look, if Michael Jackson died, motherfucker, you gonna die too. Yeah, bro. You ain't dude. Michael Jackson, dog. Fuck no, dude. That's Not just fucking yet. crazy, man. Just I, I just can't believe how many people fuck with that kid, dude. This podcast is brought to you by Skillshare, my friend. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of aspiring classes for creative and curious people. 
explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity. They've got classes for productivity, lifestyle, freelance and entrepreneurship, creative writing, film, and a whole bunch more. Skillshare offers creative classes designed for real life and all the circumstances that come with it. It's always the right time to stay inspired, express yourself, and connect with the community of millions. Right now, I'm checking out this course called Everyday Minimalism, and I'm trying my best not to buy a bunch of crap because you know online shopping is my vice and it's cluttering up my whole place. And who would have known that I could have gotten this on Skillshare because they have been helping me out a whole bunch and it's dope. Explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at Skillshare.com slash brain. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to Skillshare.com slash brain. That's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at Skillshare.com slash brain. Like I just, yeah, it's it's for sure all young kids, right? Is that yeah. is that? What and he feel? fucked a thirteen year old. Yeah. Like everybody just yeah. kind of glazes he over. He fucked his demographic. I know. Yeah, no. He literally he was like, his demographic. You my demographic. I gotta fuck you. <laughs> but it's, um, <laughs> it's like it's like a cool thing to do it, right? Like if you, you like him and shit, it's like cool. Oh, it's like mm. it's like I'm different. Yeah, I feel like you know, there's gonna. I like I like the people. Like, he's like cool to like him. It's cool to hate him. And I think, be... I think he gangbanged her too. I think it wasn't oh, just no. One. Yeah, that's what it was. They I think it was like train? a whole group, and that, oh, that's what Jesus, I remember reading dude. on it. I remember reading like something from the courthouse. Basically, what it was: this girl had a fake ID that said she was old enough. She came and she did a lot of stuff with a lot of people at the house, and that's what happened. I'm like, bro, but that what you said. I'm like, you should be able to tell a 13 year old. I feel 100%, like a hundred percent. I don't give a fuck, yeah, bro. I can test, tell what a 13 year old fucking looks like. Like I Hell said, yeah, bro. I guarantee you, she came in. She had some, I don't know, some knockers in her hair, yeah. and then she had that backpack. She had that sweaty backpack stain. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? With the probably had hot slip. Cheetos in her fucking purse or backpack and her and fingers. Shit. <laughs> she had a hot fuck. Cheetos on her fingers, <laughs> and he was like, "That right there is an adult." <laughs> I'm gonna fuck that adult. Shit. Pulls out her Hello Kitty wallet. He's like, oh, she got Rugrat <laughs> underwear on? Shit, that's mine. And then people bro. say, and the weird argument for that too, they go, oh, he's really intelligent. Oh, he's so intelligent, he couldn't tell the difference between like 13 bro, and 19. He's not intelligent. He, he just knows that. how to talk shit. Yeah. doesn't make you smart. Bro. I think he's just one of those people that just, you know, he just gets away with shit. That's what it is. He, he got he just, enough, he had enough money to get away with some shit, but then that shit ended up biting him in his fucking ass. And at, yeah. at one point too, it was cool. It was probably cool to ride with him because he was blowing up so big. If you right? piss so off like, a whole oh. gang, dude. Oh yeah, but that's like... what it is. Like you got your, you talked all that shit, but there's like actual people, actual gangbangers that don't play around with that shit. Nah, so like bro. it came to a point where you messed. I mean, you got a little too far with people that. How don't come play. you never joined the gang? You Nick? know what? You know what? Uh, I just wasn't cool enough, man. <laughs> they wouldn't allow you in. I just wouldn't. You know, <laughs> it would allow you it. You're like, hey, I want to roll with y'all. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I damn. <laughs> I, I, just, I remember he's I like, did. he's like, word. What? Like, word. I'll just Leaves. keep the car running. <laughs> nah, in high school, we used to, we used to, there was a lot of guys that we used to hang out with that were all like, kind of like bloods and stuff. But we, they were like, we were homies, but it wasn't like, yeah. they definitely weren't asking me to do stuff with them. Because I was, so I was 5'3". And I weighed a hundred pounds. When in high school? <laughs> yeah, dude, five three. Damn, nah, bro. bro. I was probably like five, grow a seven. little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like a five. I'm, I'm like trying five, to picture. Four. I'm trying to picture you in a gang right now, dude. You definitely would have had a nickname with the ears or some shit, bro. Yeah, I don't yeah, know bro. what they will call you. I could you, see him wearing a fucking a pro club with some. Like, I, bro, I used to wear shakas and pro clubs yeah. all the time with that like straight up lineup, like straight across yeah, I had and the like fucking the box, picks and everything. Bro, I can see that shit, dude. I could. But see then it. I realized I was like, you know what? What's your gang? What's your gang member name then? Um. 
ASAP Pocky. Hey, oh. Pocky. <laughs> hey, are those good? Those Pocky, Pocky sticks? Oh, yeah, they're good, but you never had a Pocky before? Nah, dude, Jesus I, I've Christ. been seeing them, though. I didn't like I was He's like, like what are right, chocolate chip cookies? He's never had that oh, either. Oh, my God. What's the matter with you, dude? Hey, weird thing. I don't really fuck well, name, with What's your gang member cookie? name, dude? Uh, I like ASAP Pocky. Nah, you can't. Hey, Pocky. They would, they would call me. Yeah. Hey, yo, N. Think about a rap. What's, what's, what? This is what it is. You're a gang member, right? Uh huh. What's the crime that you did? Little ear. Little ear. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Little ear. <laughs> That's why. Blood little, is little dumbo. Little dumbo. Little That's dumb. what people call me. Little, little dumbo. What do you? How do you say ear in Spanish? Uh, oreja. Oreja. Yeah. There you go. All, all the little. Uh, all, Swear. Yeah, yeah. Oreja. Oh, uh, all the uh, the Mexican little cholos. They used to call me canas. Because I used to have white hair all the time. So they were, I guess. I guess. Hey, I oh, you be you be canas, canas fool. I got white hair like canas. No, no. Connors? The whitest motherfucker. Hey, uh, hey, you're talking Connors? Is it C A N A S? I think so. With Ooh, that Connors. Connors, bro. Connors, bro. Connors, bro. Hey, Connors, bro. What's up? Mexican people love giving people nicknames that they never asked for. Yeah. Chinito. They, <laughs> right, obviously, right, they call cool. me Chinito. No, the, like uh, the biggest one, bro. So, like, when I worked at Best Buy, right, the manager had a son, right? Um, I think his name was like. I don't want to say his name, but he had a name, a normal name, right? <laughs> so like we call him, like, but his mom calls him Gordo, right? Of course. And I didn't know what that meant, but like, like a Gordo. lot of people call people Gordo. And then so finally, one of the guys, one of my friends there, Irving, he tells me, he's like, you know what Gordo means, right? I'm like, no. He's like, it's fat. I'm like, so we're literally just saying, hey, fat. Hey, what's up, fat? <laughs> hey, fatty. Hey, fatty, like, what fatty. Fuck? Like, hey, what's up, fat? Like Mexican people do straight up. If, if uh, Mexican people can attest to this shit. They give, it's not even like an offensive nah, thing dude. though. They just give you whatever you look like, that's the nickname that they give yeah. you, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, like fat. if you had a fucking wheelchair, they would just call you wheelchair your whole <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, even yeah. though there's hey, a roller, come and, here. And then, and then you kind of like how uh, how upfront they are about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They don't it doesn't care. matter if you're a paraplegic. It doesn't yeah. matter if you had a car accident and you almost died. Yeah. From now on, you're a wheelchair. wheelchair. I just thought bro. that shit was funny. Like I was your like, wheels. bro, so we just been saying, hey, what's up, fat? Hey, Gordo? fat, come over here, bro. The gay member of the family. Hey, my. Maricon, what's up? Dude? Hey, uh, come, hey, Dad, fucking cut that shit out, man. Like, relax. Yeah, we're, in new, we're in a new yeah. era, right? Fucking, he's good. What would David's rap name be? Huh? Shit. Shit. Guapo, baby. No. Oh, yeah. 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 That, that means you handsome, Lil dog. Wop. You handsome. Hey, Lil Walk. Lil Walk. Lil Walk. You like to walk so much, blood. Shit. I don't he's mind that cooking, shit. Too. Ooh, double he's entendre. Cooking. Double entendre. Double entendre. Oh, shit. I love that shit, dude. What was yours? I know you had a little gangbanger. So my original rap name was Mooney, and this is why. Okay. Here's why, and it's M O O N Y. Nah, no. So what happened was, is my brother used to be part of this little group in high school called GMK, uh, and so like they had all the group, they had all the names, right? I just I remember a couple of them. There was one kid named like straight up, I think it was like Spider or some shit, and then the <laughs> one that he still talks to that that we know his name's Gator, and then my brother's nickname was Sunshine. So the story was is what why why God. is he sunshine well, because why he, are they gator spider and then hey what's up sunshine because he was, I get he was, a, he was no because you know those David sunflower seeds David yeah. sunshine sunflower seeds yeah we grew up e always eating those so that's why they gave him that nickname that's that's my, snack. My I bet this boy ate the shell you ate the shell nah bro what the f hey dude I swear <laughs> he's not flying right now what? he's like I smashed cans on my hand but I don't eat the, I don't eat the, the don't shells eat the shell? nah. what are you fucking crazy um, so then basically what happened was is they met my middle brother Michael. And I guess they said that, all right, so they gave him the nickname Sonny Boy. And then so when they met me, the guy that gave me my nickname was like, all right, well, the sun's only out in two parts of the day. So you're, you they have to be like Mooney. So this. he's like, you're, we're going to call you Mooney. I was like, all right, cool. And I went with that forever. Um, that was my rap name forever and stuff, but I, I never liked it. 
So then I got my new nick, my new rap name called Lift God because I used to know this kid named Matt that used to train at the gym. And like we always, I always mess with him talking about partying and stuff. So I used to call him Lit God, L I T G O D. And um, he was like, oh, well, you're the Lift God, like L I F T. So we always used to call each other that. So then when I was like, I'm going to start rapping again, I was like, oh, I'm just going to use that. I like that better. I, I can say I like better. Mooney better. Way better. Yeah, I like nah, Mooney. Nah, nah, fuck Mooney. Nah, nah, I, guess you what? You should have never told us that shit. I'm calling you Mooney. Hey, my, all first, day. my first nickname, too, like in third. Or no, when I went to um, what was it, Lomos or Lamos, whatever the hell the elementary school was. I think it was fourth, fifth grade. They used to call me Chunky. Yeah, that's not even yeah. a nickname, bro. Yeah, that's, just, that's, that's just, just that's just putting an adjective to the way you look. <laughs> just being, I know, just bro. Being fucking rude. It was it was two black girls, Taria and Shimon. They used to call me Chunky, and that just everybody started calling me Chunky. I was like, damn, all right. I'm like, oh yeah, I like it. Go home and cry and shit. Children are fucked up, dude. I know, dude. What's up, Chunky? They call you what they see. You know? Hey, basically that's Gordo, right? They were calling me Gordo. They just didn't know how to say that shit. They didn't know Spanish. Fuck. <laughs> you have a nickname in high school? Nah. Every, no. No, oh, you had nicknames, I'm sure, but they just never told you. No, yeah, they call me the F word. They call me faggot. They call me faggot. <laughs> Ooh, um, no, shit. but they would just uh nah, they they would just call me my name. They call me Dunn. That was it. Something lame. Yeah. They used original. to call you by your last name. Yeah. I never really got only time I ever got you know, called actually, by my no, last you, name you was know, like sports and they shit. would call me they would say Nick Dunn. They would always refer to me as both names. They would they would say, I, never, Nick. I never just called got called David. I was always David So. Yeah, everyone called David me Nick Dunn. So Oh really? I like, was never just David. It was always yeah. David So. Which mm. is very odd. Yeah, I never I only ever got called my last name like in sports, like in shit. But half of the time people say my last name wrong anyways, because it's one of those last names where it's like so my last name is Acosta, but everybody says it Acosta, you know, that's mm. how it, everybody yeah. says it. But so that's I always got only called that in like That's the first time I ever heard you pronounce a Spanish word. Yeah, Acosta. like you usually just slaughter it. Yeah. Why why Acosta now? I, I, that's how I've always Acosta. said it from my family is always said it that way. And it's weird cuz like, yeah. But you're yeah, Gordo though. You Gordo. I am Gordo Acosta papa. <laughs> hey papa too. You got to put papa, papa yeah, at the end. Up, uh, papa. No, I like Mooney, bro. Yeah, nah, Mooney's good. That shit. Hey, I used to have this hat too that I remember I got it made. I thought it was so sick. It said Sky Crew on the front cuz that was like our little group, Sky Crew. Damn, all you guys did in Arizona was sit around think of nicknames and crew names the whole right, time dude. hey man what's gonna happen hey man I saw you drop that orange yesterday right so I was like oh man your your name is dropped orange bro. Yeah. hey drop orange the way hey droppo hey droppo that should go hard dude the way you guys came up with nicknames was very like detailed it you was wanna very, know how we got Sky thorough. Crew so how we got Sky Crew was my friend Irving who I used to work with at Best Buy there used to be a club in Arizona called Sky so they always used to go to it. And one time I was able to get in. I got snuck in uh, like because I was like 18. You had to be 21. So like we went and then that was just like a thing. We used to be like, oh, Sky Crew, Sky Crew. And then, so we started like a little group Sky Crew and it kind of just went from there. So you know, it's so funny crew. when you when you when you grow up in like uh, like these areas and you always get these people around you that you grew up with that always come up with like the stupidest fucking like little <laughs> clicks, bro. There was a little click in high school called bys right and what the uh, fuck is that you know what it stood for what? it's in, i i just knew them bring I, your sluts bro <laughs> it, i wish it was that it would have been way better uh it, they called themselves uh be yourself be yourself that's what it was oh my and i was God, like oh bro, bro are you fucking kidding me i was like that's what you guys came up with yeah we had that in school too in high school we had groups 
uh, there was one group called BOS, which is, I think it was, they stand for Boys of Summer or some shit like that, <laughs> bro, dude. And they were all like the, like the annoying what ass, the you know, fuck, uh, fucking annoying ass kids, bro. The things you think are cool what back the then, you know? fuck BOS? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other one, which I, we kind of hung out with kids from this group, but I was like, bro, don't ever call me that, bro. They were like, we're the derps. I'm like, bro, get that shit away <laughs> from me. Like, don't even derps? put that name next to me. Oh, yeah. Bro. So all them smoke weed and shit. They're like, oh, we're the derps. I'm like, y'all the what derps. Not weed, bro. Huh? What does that mean? What does derps mean? Like a derpy? I don't know. It's like smoking oh, derps. Term. Yeah, with derp. a p. D e r p s. Oh, I thought oh, you said, derp. I said derps. Yeah. No derps. Okay. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I'm like, bro, dude. don't call me that shit. Yeah, but there, I remember dumb as that fuck. was a thing, like a bos and the derps. I'm like, bro, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. Like, yeah. Well, let's talk about fucking. Uh, people been asking us to talk about this shit. I don't know why they want to hear MMA talk from us. Oh, cannot you, wait. F was it two forty nine? Was it, dude? This baby. was one of the best fight cards from top to bottom. I was, I dog. Let's let let's start with with uh, Ngannou, bro. Let's talk about that. You talking right. about the twenty second knockout? I'm like, there's not What's that there much to talk, talk about, about bro. bro. This is so funny. I, I remember watching it, and they go, "Well, let's watch the replay." They're like, "Well, the replay is the whole fight." They started the whole fight, <laughs> I know, right? They just play it all. <laughs> yeah, dude, that shit's crazy. And what's crazy too, like when it first started, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be good." That full Biggie boy landed some good ass low kicks. Those inside kicks, they were hard too. But they didn't move him though. No, nope. I know. And then, but I know, like that second one, and Ghana was like, "No." And they start fucking no, swinging, that's exactly bro. What is it? You know, like, today, no. motherfucker. No, no, you today, go, motherfucker. you go sleep. You go sleep now. And yeah. then they start fucking swinging on him. And, and he, those punches were so ugly too. Yeah. Just swinging. Well, if everybody goes, if you guys one. watch that and you guys look it back, Rosenstruck actually hit him first mm-hmm. and he just didn't phase him. Yeah, that's the same thing that happened with Overeem. Overeem connected this overhand on him, didn't do anything, and he just knocked his chin to another universe. And Ganu's head is fucking huge. It looks bro. huge. Bro. He has a giant. He has the head of like a panther. Or like a, like a lion. He's, yeah, that's how big his fucking. Head and to is. your point, right? So the that that the hook, like so as um Ngannou's running in, Biggie Boy throws a, a hook and it actually hits right on Ngannou's chin and does nothing. And to show you how doesn't even move, you know, but show you how much of a chin he has. Um, Andre Arvlosky was like on a seven fight like win streak and he, or and he wasn't getting knocked out anymore. So that was his thing because Andre Arvlosky had a glass chin and then it went away. He wasn't getting knocked out anymore. He fought Biggie Boy. Biggie Boy stepped back and threw that same little hook and knocked Andre Arvlosky yeah. on his fucking ass. Was he moving back when he, when he yeah, knocked him out? Yeah, he was moving Shit. back. So the same thing with this, with but this one landed better right on his chin and Ngannou's like, no. And no. just kept going, bro. No. It's and, also like when someone's pressing you like that and you're in a firefight oh, and dude. it's a guy like Ngannou, oh, bro. This podcast is brought to you by Fiverr, my friends. Where do you go to find on-demand talent? How much will it cost? How can you be certain they'll deliver? Well, finding the right freelancer can be time-consuming, frustrating, and expensive. Trust me, I know. Fiverr's platform helps keep businesses moving with a network of trusted freelance talent. I love Fiverr. I use them for just about everything. If I want some straightforward freelance work with deadlines, straightforward pricing, and great communication, I go with them a lot of the times. I'm on a time crunch, and I need stuff done, and usually I can find them on Fiverr. Trust me, guys. It's great. I seriously use it. I, I do. No joke. Uh, Fiverr is easy. You can find what you're looking for instantly. Search by service, deadline, price, reviews, and a whole bunch more. You'll know exactly what you're paying for up front. Amazing. No negotiating needed. 24-7 customer service. So check out Fiverr.com today and receive 10% off your first order by using my code GB. It's so easy. Find all the digital services you need in one place at F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Code GB. Again, that's fiverr.com 
Code G B. Dog, it was cool hearing well, he all the He was the punches, one that though. called for the fight, too. Yeah. He called out Francis. Bad mistake. Who the fuck would call out Francis Ngannou? I want to know that man. Dude. I want to have a conversation. Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just... I don't know. I, he's from Africa. I'm from Africa. In the interview, like, too. Not? He was like, I'm going to knock his ass out and all this shit. Oh, he legit said that he was going to knock out Francis, Francis Ngannou. Ngannou, bro. And Francis Ngannou was like, I'd like to see you try. Yeah. Shit, I want you to dude. come here and then punch me in the face. Dog, Ty- when, Tyrone Spong, I didn't realize Tyrone Spong walked out with him. With uh, a Rosenstrike. Oh, really? They're teammates. I think they're, they're from the same country. They're from uh, Suriname or something. Bro, when Ngannou did the face-off with Alistair Diaz, remember that? He was. They were sitting there facing off, and he goes, tomorrow you go to sleep. That's oh. it. I was like, bro, that's it. And then God, he knocked damn. his head into a fucking different galaxy, bro. That shit was crazy. He, oh, dude, there's... I think the only person that's going to be able to beat Nganu is going to be a grappler, like a high-level DC, grappler. DC, baby. That's I, I think DC can, can give him some trouble, yeah, a little dirty sure. boxing, some grappling. But then yeah. he's so strong and so athletic, and like it, it's, 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 it's hard. hard it's hard to imagine when you see a guy that dominant do that to a guy like Rosenstrike. It's hard to see him have any weaknesses <laughs> as far as somebody yeah. going to take him down or shoot a double leg on but him. But this is what was happening before the Stipe fight. He was knocking everybody unconscious so fast. He fought a... a uh, Stipe is a good grappler, I would yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fought a good grappler and got outclassed. Mm-hmm. And so he's now, big enough. He's yeah. tall enough, big enough. So to now he's doing them. the same thing. He's beating all these people. I think if he fights another grappler like DC or somebody... Probably is gonna go. I'm just, I get nervous with that power, yeah. bro. I mean, like, especially DC, his teammate Kane, who DC used to say say he can't, he could not beat Kane yeah. in a fight. I'm like, dude, he knocked his ass out too. I thought Rosenstrike died. I literally bro, thought bro, he died. He was slumped for like and his face. Minutes. His face when he was there, he's like. Like, no, bro, he was like just slumped over. He's like, if you guys do a slow replay of it, his spirit comes out of his nose. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <Just start laughs> looking, I told you not to, Matifoka. What did I say about that? And what's crazy <laughs> is we watch the slow-mo, and Ganu's punch lands literally like Clean. on his chin. Yeah. And he was punching so wild. And then he just started ac- knocking the yeah. side of his head. Dude, his accuracy, after he fell down, the first punch he throws lands straight on his face again. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. And, and he's on top fast. of him like, bah, bah, bah. That shit hurt I think my he feelings. gave him a, a couple extra punches. Like the ref actually like, had to come it, it in was like and five stop punches. it. And you yourself, Nganu felt bad for it too. Yeah. Oh no, he, he, he came went back over around. There. He was like, he was like, oh, I shit. think I killed him. <laughs> he's like, I threw extra. I am sorry. I know. <laughs> please forgive. When you oh, he's Chinese now. Or I know. Please forgive. <laughs> please forgive. forgive. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, Nganu, what? No, he he knocked his ass out though, dude. Oh, did you guys think the uh, the Cruz fight was called off a little too early? It was. I think it was early. No, two seconds left, and he couldn't let it go to two seconds on a. Championship fucking fight. Did you hear Dominic Cruz talk about this? So Dominic Cruz, he he had some words to say. And um, usually that fool, like if if something happens and he loses, he's very graceful in defeat for the most part. And he accepts it for what it is. He takes full responsibility. But he said when he was talking to uh, Keith Peterson before the the fight, like a rules meeting, they'll meet with them. The fighters will meet with the ref and the ref will explain the rules, like what's illegal, what's legal for different states or whatever, whatever commission you're in. So Dominic says to him, he goes, hey, this is a championship fight. If something happens, let me go out. Let me go out. You don't need Mm. to stop it. Like this is a championship fight. I'm here. I'm ready to die. So like if something happens... Just don't stop it early. He literally says it to him. And then Dominic Cruz is saying, like, this guy wouldn't look at me. 
during the rules meet, like while he's talking to him, which is very odd. You yeah. Know? And he just was like, hey, man, like, are you here with me? Like, talk to me. He's like, pay attention, like, bro. Like, I'm fuck. trying to tell you something. And then his yeah. corner and everybody was was like, like, kind of tripping out. Like, yo, what the fuck was that about? Like, that was kind of mm. weird. And then Jeremy Stevens was saying, oh, no, before I say that, Dominic Cruz was saying, like, this dude smelled like whiskey and fucking cigarettes. And then I guess Jeremy Stevens would tell him about stories about how they would all go out and they would have to take this fool back to his hotel all the time, Keith Peterson, the ref, because this fool would just get hammered. The Imagine night how much that sucks, though, right? Imagine if that fool was drunk and he just couldn't like, yeah, comprehend what was going or on, hungover or Stop, something. Stops the fight early and yeah. just not, that dumb doesn't only lose the title, but he lose half of the fucking money, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because yeah. if you win, you get paid. Exactly, yeah. dude. Exactly. Bro, it, it, it sucks. sucks it sucks. And then I guess Dominic went up to him and was like, "Hey, man, like." There was two seconds left, and I was getting up. And that these are the he was signs. Getting up. Yeah. These are the signs from if I'm covering up and I'm not doing anything, that's a sign from the ref to stop the fight. But because he was working his way up and he was eating some like rabbit punches, which which they look bad, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. But if he's working his way up and there's two seconds left in a championship fight, you let that go. You let yeah. that go. You have to let that Classic go. Classic example, the fucking Adesanya and uh Calvin Gaslam. Calvin Gaslam fight. Yeah. Amazing. And 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 that one is a little extreme. Like yeah, I feel they like could have called that fight off stopped it. on that yeah. last uh, round. He was dying. And he, they still didn't call it exactly, off. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But um when he got up to his feet and he told him like, yo, why the fuck? Like there's two seconds left. Mm -hmm. Keith Peterson says, it's, it's not my job to know when the round is going to end. That is exactly your job. Yeah. As a what the fuck are you talking about? That's that's crazy because yeah. you have to know exactly when to step in and break the guys apart, especially when when, when the timer goes off. Dom was saying something to him too when they were when he was holding his hands before he wrote. Yeah, he like hand. pulled his arm off. Yeah, but he was also saying something to Keith Peterson. You can see Keith Peterson just going, okay. He wasn't looking okay. at him. He wasn't looking okay. at him. Yeah. He was just looking straight. He looked red as a motherfucker, mm -hmm. bro. Mm -hmm. I say this all the time. That fool looks like he'd be best friends with Bam Margera, yeah. bro. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, bro. He looks he looks sketchy as hell. He has no yeah, shoulders, yeah. and he's all neck, It's just dude. so fucking dumb, right? I, I mean, even just beyond the fight part, like you kind of... You, you took away from the fans who paid for yep. the pay-per-view. Uh -huh. Like, you have to think about it like that, too. Uh, it, to a certain extent. I know your job is to protect the fighter, but mm -hmm. he was getting up. He Bro. was going to the cage, and he was standing yep. up. I'm like... Come on. And my, I'm a big Cruz fan, and too, right? And it's Dominic, bro. Like, that's that's yeah. the style of he the fight that finished. he has. Yeah, yeah, but he never gets finished. He's always working. He's always yeah. moving. And he may get dropped every now and then, but yeah. he was very coherent. Like, you watched, like... The interview he, after, he yeah. was so coherent. When he mm -hmm. got need, it did look like he was a little fucked up in slow motion, but mm -hmm. he's making eye contact with Henry Sudo the whole time, mm -hmm. and he's trying to work his way back up. That's and the thing. He was able to talk. He remembered everything. Yeah. All that shit. I mean, he remembers all the shit. It's like you knew he got fucked and, over, and, and you could tell it was one of the those like flash knockdowns sometimes yeah. like when you get hit in the chin the right spot your legs go out yeah and that's what happened and it's not like he he wasn't aware of what happened you know and he has to understand like the uh well it's it's very easy for us to say right especially if we're not in in the ring and we're not in the cage with as a ref it's mm. very hard because they have a really tough decision to make but at the same time it's like dude the 10 second timer went off the pop, oh, pop, yeah, pop. it went you off already, know, bro you know and, and there was it was a long it, it was it almost was, it feels like an eternity. eternity. If that wolf fool was fucking drunk during that that's, shit, I'm going to be pissed. That sucks. Yeah. Bro. Or hungover or just not ready to go. What sucks is I feel like they won't be able to tell if he not, was, right? Because not no one anymore. no one ever goes after yeah, the judges no. or the refs. No. Dude, I, I would like to do that shit. I feel like that's something I would love to do you is could like be a ref or a judge, You could probably do dude. it. Just hit a Perb Dean. I know. He, he, I he, he, he well, trains people, right? 
Yeah, so, so at, Fight Academy, at Fight Academy, they have a referee course, and like um, all the refs go through there. And dude, like you would you would be amazed at the people that that just try it out, and like like all like Herb will talk to us about it. And he'd be like, dude, these people don't even know what arm bars are. They don't know, and they're trying to be a ref in the MMA. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he's like, dude, we gotta weed these motherfuckers out. Like, we gotta get, and we have to teach them as much as we can as part of the ref course. But a lot of them don't pass because. Yeah. They think that it's just like, oh, I could be a ref. I could be an athletic. Well, it's just like these judges. Like, I feel like even for the MMA judges, right? They should, I think there should be a certain requirement. If you're going to judge a sport, especially when it comes to fighting, you have to train in that sport, period, end of story, because you don't know what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. You you literally don't know because I don't train jujitsu. 50% 50% of the time, I don't know what I'm looking at. Yeah, I just yeah. know that somebody's going to get choked out mm-hmm. or they're going to get their arm snapped. So I can't really analyze it. And these people, too, they know less than I do. And yeah. they're, they're all boxing they're, judges, too. They're all right? Adelaide Burr, bro. That fucking chick. Yeah. They're all boxing judges that came over. Yeah, that's something I would. I think I would be good at because I even just I've been watching fighting for so fucking. You could long for now sure do it. That I'm like, all right, I feel like I know what's going on. There's been so many times where like you know some of the fucking cards and shit where mm-hmm. or when they read off the judges scorecards, I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. But there's so many times I'm like, all right, that's a ten nine. That's because yeah. it's different. Because like, like dog, the, oh yeah, let's talk about the scoring. There, which which was the most Michelle crit- Waterson, bro? Yeah, it that was, was like weird. Thirty twenty seven from Michelle Waterson. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I don't think so, bro. They said that one first. That got her hopes up, bro. Was that a split? Went, it was a. Split, it was a right? split, yeah. right? So, which is fine, but it should have been no. There should have been no twenty seven. Not yeah. not in on both sides. There shouldn't have yeah. been. Yeah, because Carla Esparza got a thirty twenty seven too. Yeah, I thought I'm she like, won yeah. two rounds. Yeah. Well, yeah. everybody yeah. has been yeah. talking about the, the the scoring situation. Specifically, Joe Rogan has been very very vocal about how. They need to really get people who are experienced to judge yep. these fights, yeah. and because it's it's not just <clears throat> it's like oh well, you know they lost, but this is their livelihood, yeah, dude. Yep. And also too, like I I personally feel certain fighters just from what I've seen when they get that loss, it changes their mentality and their steam, yeah. And especially when they know they've won a fucking fight, it's such a momentum based sport, Bro. dude. Like, yeah, inside the fight mm. or or after the fight, like. It's really hard to get that up and going again because in the back of your mind as a fighter, it's like, dude, I'm putting everything into this fucking one fight and I need to limit my amount of mistakes that I go, that I do inside the cage when I fight. But even if I do everything perfectly and I still lose because some other guy is yeah. not even looking at the fight, like that's fucking also crazy. To, also, too, it, it also takes away from the legacy of the person who won the fight, too, yeah. mm-hmm. because it's questionable. Yeah, and now you, it's always a oh, but you only won, but yeah, and there's no asterisks yeah. in this game, dude. Like no, no one gets to say. And honestly, oh. for Henry Cejudo, too, I, I respect him a lot. You know, he's an amazing, amazing yeah. fucking athlete. But to be honest with you, I, I was there watching the Demetrius Johnson and Cejudo fight. And then afterwards, I saw it again. I still don't think DJ lost that fight. No, yeah, I, I, I think a majority think of people, I think yeah. a majority of people don't think he won that fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so and then you have the TJ Dillashaw, which everybody thought was an early stoppage. And yeah. now that you have this other one where it's an early stoppage, yeah, three of his championship fights kind of loses its credibility yeah. so you also take away from the fighter who wins so yeah. it's just a really weird situation to the be the only in. one that he beat that i thought was gonna annihilate him was marlon rice marlon rice yeah. beat him yo, up, and bro. that stoppage was a little late because marlon is yeah, like Mar- fucking limp dude oh yeah he, and henry was just bashing yeah his face he beat in. him up too and i thought marlon which the first round first he round was he was lighting his ass work, up bro and it was so crazy because i really wanted to see what cruz was gonna do in that fight because he was making adjustments yeah and he was he was landing some good shots and i i just 
Like as a fan of Dominic Cruz, I really wanted to see him. He started landing to that yeah. jab. Cross, he started a little bro. slow, yeah. and he he was finding he was picking his up range. pace. He was finding yeah. his rhythm, mm-hmm. and and he knows it's a five round fight. I'll be good. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, know, I was like, "Hey, you good?" I'm like, "Baby." You good? But but oh, Calvin Cater, dude. Oh, that bro! Fucking fight was I'm telling insane. you, everybody's been sleeping on my boy Calvin Cater. His been, hands are so screaming. good, bro. Jeremy Stevens, though, I gotta say, man, he had the great game plan. He came in and he, he started st- letting the sparks. Because usually, usually when you watch Jeremy Stevens, I, I, in my head, I'm always thinking like, fuck, I hope he starts a little faster because he's a little slow starter. And when he when he comes to the third round and the three round fight for Jeremy Stevens, he gives motherfuckers hell, yep, dude. Like the and fucking scary, scary fight, Yeah, bro. and Zabit. Yeah. So um, I was like, oh, shit, he's pouring it on. And Calvin looked a little uncomfortable in the first round. Yep. He started making adjustments. When he land when Calvin landed that that first right cross. Oh, that oh, shit oh my god. Painful. And he ate that Jeremy fucking yeah. ate that shit. His and, head snapped all the way back. Bro. And for I Calvin like, holy shit. For Calvin Cater to finish a guy like Jeremy Stevens who never gets finished and who's mm-hmm. always tough. In a, in a in a three round fight, he's always there. He's always in someone's face, and he's fucking mean, dude. Yep. He's so mean. And for him to get finished like that, that's very impressive, dude. Nobody ever does that. To Jeremy, it's, it's so weird how I mean, I watch this fighting stuff, and it's literally a game of inches because you yep. can see uh, Jeremy Steam is throwing that cross, and it's just barely oh, missing this it, slow, dude. barely missed it, and then he gets hit with that more oh, precise dude. elbow. Yeah, dude. And yeah. it's literally a game oh, of centimeters so and inches. That cross landed though, broke his nose. Yeah, it broke. Yeah. So I watched. So I loved that fight so much. I watched it about five times same. the day after. Same, bro. same, same. And I, even that cross, the one cross he lands, I watched that punch. He broke his nose like fifty right? yeah. times. It was his fucked nose up. Was so what up. happened was on the last exchange, um, uh, Cater goes to throw the elbow. And as he's doing that, Jeremy throws like a, a punch, like a cross from like yeah. here, like very short. And Caber, Cater's jumping in. That actually hits his nose. So mm-hmm. as the elbow lands, because they, sh- they show it in slow-mo, you see Cater come off to the side and stands up real quick and goes like this real quick. He touches his nose like super fast. And then he starts And then finishing. gets down and hits him. And as he stops it, he gets up and immediately starts touching his nose. So what happened was that little short punch hit. Cater Ooh. right on his nose and, and if, broke his if fucking nose. He didn't nose. get hit with that elbow. Like imagine how that fight would have changed. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, you know? that nose, that nose would have, that would you, probably fuck him up. Dude, you really don't know how this, this dude. But Jeremy K- Stevens is a fighter too. I don't give a fuck if he wins or loses. I just want to always see him fight. Yeah, oh, I love watching him fight. And he, bro. for how, as long as he's been fighting, mm-hmm. he's still like so competitive in yeah. one of the toughest still divisions good. in the UFC. Mm-hmm. When he like Josh Emmett, right? Yeah. He was up and coming. He put that boy on his. Ass, yeah, and Josh Emmett's a fucking murderer, yeah, bro. Yeah. That fool hits like a truck. And he hit him with that hook, too. That oh. long ass hook. I was like, ooh. His fucking name is Lil Heathen. Lil Heathen dude. Stevens, bro. I, He's I scary as always fuck, too. Him, dude. Even in the Aldo fight, he was fucking up yeah, Aldo, he dude. He tagged him, right? He tagged him. He, he tagged, tagged him, him hard before that. A lot. Fucking and that's Aldo, the eviscerator dude. body shot body that he got shot, him with. Bro. That's fucking And Aldo. you can see that Cater was trying to do those body shots, too, because he did land a couple of them. And that body work was Dude, that's what impressed me the most. I was telling Nick this in the car. It's like, the those combos he's throwing, it's like shit that we do on mitts. Yeah. I'm like, I don't feel like I can land this in a yeah. fight. He was landing all of that shit, bro. Cal- I was like, Calvin Cater's fuck. jab is so money because every time he finished hard with the right cross, yeah. touches with the jab, negates Jeremy Stevens from coming in, and and it stopped him in his tracks and it messed with his rhythm. What I, I like, realized once he started landing that jab, that's when he started. Yeah. Uh, he, he started. What uh, I realized he does away. a lot too, and I've seen people doing it is like when he's just standing there, right, and they're like planning their exchanges. Cater just likes to throw like his extends his arms touch, out touch, touch. Bah, bah, bah. touch see, the hands and then you don't know when it's actually coming and then yeah. all of a sudden bah, bah, bah. i was like oh it's, fuck, it's like man. it's like a it's like a change so nice bro. it's like bah, bah, yeah bah, bah. 
Yeah, and he's just there, just. Uh, yeah. yeah, but what happened to your boy DeCastro, Mr. Fucking uh, DeCastro, oh, my boy? DeCastro, if you watch this, my boy, you're going to come back. I know this. That fool fucking was. I've never screamed Bro. so much at my monitor yeah. in my life. And everybody dude. in the world was like, please knock him out. Dude. Everybody wanted well, Greg it's, Hardy it's to get not even out. just. You know, it's not even the fact that Greg Hardy is just a, a, the heel of MMA, right? Yeah. It's the fact that DeCastro is way more skilled, way more precise Hits harder. He has everything that's better than Greg Hardy, yep. and he gave up. Yeah, I dude. was so pissed. That yeah. first round, dude, he came in blazing. Fuck. He was looking so fucking up. good. The bro. low kicks, the hands, everything was precise. He's a fucking technician remember, for somebody his size. Yeah. He's my height. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that text, remember I texted you my first round. I'm like, oh, fuck, bro. He's about yeah. to beat the shit. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, you know, you got to throw something, though. You know, the fucking round still Second going, round two, bro. Even before that toe break or whatever, right? Yeah. He was inactive. Yeah. He was inactive. Was like, he just but stopped. See, see that's what happens when you get a guy that's like, he's, because DeCastro's relatively young in the sport. Yeah. Six and oh. Six and one now. Yes, yeah. And he, he was undefeated up until that fight. So it's, and I think a lot of his f- fights were first round KOs. Like yeah. he, he knocks fools dead. So once that passes for a lot of guys, they kind of lose their uh, their like wits they don't know what them. to do. Yeah, they kind of yeah. like, oh fuck, what do I do? And and especially when you experience something like like an injury in the middle of the fight, it, it's you never know how someone's going to react. Yeah. So I think for him, it, it was like mm. a, it was he's going to be back. He's he's going to bro. Be he's clean. I'm but telling you, he should have very won that technical, fight, very man. technical. But it's, won that fight. it's like when you see someone like break their foot, and it's like fuck. And I'm sure that was the bulk of his game plan. So yeah. he's like, okay. What the fuck do I do? Yeah, you could tell that was his game plan was to ki- be yeah. kick heavy to break him Dude, down. He so was can get swinging in for the his reach was fences. his si- his ring his reach was six and a half inches shorter. So I'm sure that was his game yeah. plan. Let's mess up his legs so I'm able to get in and he can't run away fast, right? Yeah. But yeah, Greg Hardy moves around a yeah. lot. Yeah, and Greg movement. Hardy said that he heard DC saying he needs to check these kicks or it's going to be a long night. And he's like, "All right, watched it and then checked it and then broke that fool's foot." He didn't. He oh. didn't really check the kick though. He he. He was trying to move his foot away, and yeah. he just barely, barely uh, hit the tip. Uh, he didn't check shit, dude. He did not check shit. I'm not going to give Greg Hardy that much credit. Nah, By the way, Greg Hardy, if I meet you in person, I'm so sorry. Do not yeah, kick my ass. <laughs> Don't beat us up. Yeah. Bro, now that – Greg Hardy is not that – he's just – I feel like heavyweight is – I don't. I could be wrong – Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like heavyweight, if if you want to use easy as a term, it's the easiest weight class to get into MMA yeah. because if you have a lot of power, you yeah. can win a lot of fights, right? Yeah. There, here's the thing about the heavyweight division for a lot of the times. And, it's and not like, easy. It, Hold on. Let me it, say. It, it's not easy. So I don't want everybody to go shit. In most, no, it's it's not easy. But. In most like combat sports, heavyweight has a like a – there's no like middle – tier guys it's yeah it seems like a lot of them are like really fucking up here they win a lot and there's other guys that are just kind of punching bags and they kind of get beat up but uh actually i mean skill wise like the skills are very varying right but you get what i'm saying they're not very i guess you could say a lot of the guys aren't very well around you can't go to 145 155 and be like oh i got a lot of power so i'm about to be the fucking champ it's like no no you can't but i feel like heavyweight because you are so heavy and as long as you know how to throw bro if you land something you you know it doesn't matter how big you are you can knock someone out and i feel like a lot if you were to if you were to watch the heavyweight division there's very few guys where you could be like oh this guy's very very technical and very yeah. like, oh, this guy's really good at what he That's does. That's why Cain Velasquez was a fucking gem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for he real. Was so fucking Okay, what about the Fabricio Verdum fight Bro. versus the Olenek fight? Bro, everybody, dude, everybody, <laughs> all the analysts were saying 
Olenek is gonna get pieced up on the feet. Me too. I, me too. I thought I thought where Doom was like, well, because oh. he never throws anything. Exactly. His striking <laughs> is and, the worst. And where Doom's bro. striking is is pretty solid. Yeah. And where Doom looked kind of lost, man. Olenek. Well, Verdum has the same body him. as me with my shirt off. Oh, no. I was shocked. That hey, was like Castro. Castro's me and David mixed mm-hmm. together, bro. Nah, but you when you see DeCastro, you're like that fool. He's just a little fluffy, but he, that fool, yeah. he's he's a little muscly. The, DeCastro could go down to light heavyweight easy. What's it? Verdum just looked a little flat. Do, no, know what Verdum looked like to me when they were showing. You know, they, how they're like previewing the fight and they're doing like the little shadow blocking and shit. I was watching it. I'm like, this guy looks old now. He looked bro. like he didn't want to be there. Too. He looks. He just looks old now. Yeah. That that he just looks old. That little steroid helped him out a lot. Oh, man. Just his yeah, body bro. looked ridiculous, man. I don't like watching a fight and saying, you know what, I could be in there. <laughs> like for real, yeah. I want to see some fucking athletes, man. He he looked really out of shape, very slow, and his conditioning was not that great. And he hasn't no. been back in like what, like two, three. Yeah, years? well, he, his last fight he got pieced up by Alexander Volkov. Yeah, which, oh, was, yeah. Ex- which was fucking expected to be. Yeah, honest with you. he he pieced him up. Dude, Alexander Volkov's low key real good. Yeah, bro. he's very technical. He just too. I remember he was beating the shit out people of Derek forget Lewis. A, people forget about him. Man. He got hit with. He just beat. I mean, he beat Greg Hardy, which is Volkov, Mister. Is that his thing? No, 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 no. no um, Alexander Volkov's the seven foot guy, that Russian dude, blonde hair. Remember he fought out, uh, Derek Lewis and he threw that knee, the long knee on Derek oh, Lewis. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, oh, that was right. Yeah. He's real good. I think he's fighting. Uh, he's fighting um, Curtis Blades next. Mm. Curtis Blades is good. I think Curtis Blades can definitely be the champion once he... DC and uh, once DC's out of there. I think. Oh, well, no, fuck Francis and Ganu, bro. Yeah, yeah, he's Francis gonna be, he's gonna be hard to beat, bro. Yeah, bro. He's, he's gonna be so hard to stop. Yeah, I mean, Walt Harris Chris is another good Walt one. Walt Harris too, right? is good, dude. And trust me, nobody wants to see Curtis Blades and Francis Ngannou number three, where he gets knocked down in the first round again. You know, what? I, I kind of like want to though, because shots, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see that again. Did you guys watch the first fight? Like it, Curtis Blades was actually doing good. He just got hit with the punch, and that was a doctor stoppage. It just swelled up too much. The doctor didn't. But that's want what I'm saying. Fight. This is how hard he. Yeah, hits. I know. And he, he was doing touch. good that one, and then the second the fight. Oh. Yeah, second fight, he just got finished. And I was like, fuck. I like Curtis Blades a lot too. So I'm like, I always thought he was gonna be the champ, but thinking about it right now, my dumbest. I'm like, oh yeah, once DC's there, but I'm like, oh, Francis Ngannou is already. Francis Ngannou is just not human. Like I, I, I'm pretty sure that he was a demon lord in some other realm, Dog. and he and he, uh, and he took the body of a man from Cameroon. Yeah. and then you have Francis. <laughs> I like Ngannou. when Joe Rogan explains his strength. He's like, just imagine digging sand and just. Digging, digging, digging. He's like, look at the strength you get from that. So jacked. He just started weight training like six years ago for the first time, and he looks like that. What the fuck? He could be a bodybuilder, bro. He looks like Simeon Panda. Dude, those bro. I mean, those bros. (laughs) That guy is big, bro. He he is. He's big, man. Simeon Panda is a large man. If you guys don't know who Simeon Panda, he's like UK, right? UK. We were just talking about him before the podcast. Yeah, he's a big dude. And I asked him, I was like, you think this fool's natural, dog? Simeon Panda ain't natural. Bro, he no claims fuck- natural, bro. No fucking way. I keep saying, bro. If you guys hear me say, because we watched fucking Max, Max Holloway, <laughs> and they say, bro, 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 damn, bro, what's up, bro? You it's gotta like, get Max Holloway on the podcast, bro. Reach out to. I him. would love to. Why is my fucking headphone out? Is that still recording? Yeah, it is. Right? Is them things yeah, bouncing? It's recording. Okay. Why my shit go out? <laughs> did you unplug my shit? You no, bitch? I swear I didn't. Yeah, he did. It look at the. It looks like it's, it's sticking dead. out. No. I oh shit! Yeah, shit. that shit was big okay. stuck out. There we go. That was All right, good. yeah, but we was watching Get his Max shit. on here, dude. It's what it is. It is. And when he talks, he's like, you're stupid, bro. You suck, bro. You're trash, bro. That's because he's white. He's yeah. a bitch and talk. Yeah, so I keep saying, bro, and I'm like, fuck. Um, 
I forgot what I was we saying. We always just say, what it do, baby? But no, yeah. What it do, baby? The fights that are coming. Oh, so we didn't talk about the main event. Which I mean, is, what's there to say yeah, about bro. that, dude? Literally, We have to, though, because I got to give my boy Justin a shout out. Nah, Ferguson's defense is fucking impenetrable. Did you see how many fucking punches he blocked with his face? Bro. <laughs> that shit was tight, dude. He was like, you're going to punch here. I'm going to put my face right here. Yeah, dude. And I want you to get socked. Low Here's the weird dude. thing, though. People don't understand <clears throat> this. And I, I got, you know, cause sometimes I'd read these comments, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I understand Ferguson is a great fighter, but you have to understand like styles make the matchup, right? Mm -hmm. Gaethje is not somebody good for Ferguson. Ferguson had a way better chance defeating Habib than he did fighting Gaethje because Gaethje's hands are amazing. He's an amazing striker. And you're acting as if Ferguson doesn't get hit in the face ever. He gets lit up. Yeah. And and, and the thing about uh, Ferguson is that his cardio is such a weapon. Yeah, this is what you were saying earlier. Where guys don't think Mm – if if I'm fighting Ferguson, I will always think in my head. I was like, this guy is never going to go away. And that kind of like – it freezes people (coughs) up and and Ferguson can kind of get away with it, right? Yeah. When he gets gets rocked or something – People dump the tank trying to finish him because they know they have to finish him now. But you didn't see Gaethje do that. Nope. Exactly. Bro, I but can't it, tell you. I was jumping out of my chair when he rocked him. And he stood. I was stuck. watching. I was watching my friend Patrick. I'm like, I was like, please be calm, Justin. Please be calm. Yeah. Don't rush. Don't rush to us. And you see him just step back to the middle. I'm like, yes, dude. Dude. And, and, dude. Was, and he knew, bro. He knew exactly what to do because on paper, Tony is a striker because he has, he has so many ways to finish a fight. Mm-hmm. He's always dangerous everywhere. But how he gets there is the chaos. Yeah. And if he's not in the chaos, it's hard for him to kind of get off, obviously, right? Mm. But I will say Tony did look a little, to me. I think when, for a lot of people. When he walked in, I was like, he looks a little <coughs> flat. Like he didn't look you know, like the normal Tony. Yeah. You know where I felt that? Was on in the face-off. Yeah, it, it, on the walkout. He didn't do no, whoo! Yeah, yeah, he wasn't really like that amped. My, see, him, my thing, I that. was telling you earlier, what I think it was, <clears throat> I think it was there. I think what changed it all up, and if you go back to past interviews who fought Justin Gaethje, Gaethje started with leg kicks. Yeah. And if you listen to Eddie Alvarez and, and Dustin Poirier, they Those said leg kicks his leg Tony kicks, Ferguson. he said the, his leg kicks, he fucking tore Dustin Poirier's quad. quad. Yeah. He yeah. tore his quad. So I think what That's happened so was crazy. is he threw a couple of those leg kicks and Tony Ferguson's like, right, he's always kicking steel yeah. and doing all this weird shit. He got felt, he felt one of those leg kicks and was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like that shit yeah. fucking hurt it. Yeah. That shit hurt it. Yeah. Right. So. I think that's what slowed him down. And I think also, that really also, messed up his and also, movement. Gaethje just didn't really, he didn't fade at all. No. And e- everyone knows that Gaethje has really good conditioning too. But it was also like, I think once Tony started throwing kind of the same patterns over and over again. Oh, yeah, bro. Then, then Gaethje started reading. Like anytime you would throw a punch, single shot, single shot. Gaethje oh, would come shout back. Shout outs to uh, Eddie Bravo, by the way, by that fucking random, hey man, you got to do an Imanari roll. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck Eddie Bravo. Yeah. What the hell was that? Dude? And I think, you know what the other thing though too is in the corner, I feel like they all were just like. They uh, didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to say because they're not used to seeing yeah, Tony that They're way. used to seeing him beating the shit out of somebody. And and, and Tony seems like he's very self-motivated. And yeah. he, 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 he doesn't He's in change. charge of his shit. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't change how he fights for anybody. Mm-mm. And he really, he, like, I think he just didn't know what to expect. Did you, did you see that moment in the fight where he just, he had, like, imaginary sand? Oh, and he yeah. Started, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> Justin even smiled when he did yeah. that shit. You see that? Did you see that little Mortal Kombat <laughs> low kick he hit him yeah. with? Oh, dude, that, that was kind of cool, that though, That shit dude. was kind of fire, dude. Like, he did the Mortal Kombat sweep. I was, sweep. I was like, how the 
fuck did yeah. he and do he that? landed that shit, bro. Yeah. I thought he was gonna hit him. He's gonna fall down. Tony, he hit him with that uppercut. He falls through the octagon and lands on the bikes and shit. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, bro. Like, it's crazy. And Justin just like this. Yeah. He's a, it was a very weird... I mean, he yeah. cracked him with that uppercut. Bro, and, yeah. and, and the best thing about this fight, well, the whole fight card to me, at least, was that f- the fact that there were no fans. So you could people could really appreciate <laughs> how loud and how hard these how motherfuckers vicious. are yep. throwing at each other. And for, for Justin Gage to throw bombs at, at Tony Ferguson and for him to stay standing that way is fucking insane, dude. Yeah. And and the way he took the shots. There was a, most of the shots I felt like Tony kind of f- was rolled able to with. see them mm-hmm. and he and I th- yeah, he he kind of rolled he, he like rolled with I it. I feel like a lot yeah. of them hit like here too. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. His chest and his arms and but stuff. But the but the ones that like he didn't see like he would kick and then he would his body would be moving towards the punch. Yeah. And Justin would throw a full clip left hook at this fool's fucking chin. He ate that shit. And incredible, dude. DC had mentioned it too. And you could see, you could actually see it once DC mentioned it. He was like, Tony Ferguson's getting hit so much. Cause like he's like, Tony will throw two and get hit with like three from Justin. Yeah. And it's happening so much that Tony's throwing stuff and just sitting there and waiting because now in his head, he's like, all right, after these two punches, I'm going to get hit by yeah. three. So yeah. that's how like the rest of the fucking yeah. fight finished yeah. out. He accepted it. Yeah. And that's, that's the other thing with Tony is like he, he, his defense, like when Justin was uh, on the defense, he was pairing all the shots. Yeah. He was addressing all the shots and then, his feet were always in good position, and that's something that that Tony Ferguson, uh, that, uh, that Trevor Whitman, his yeah. coach, which is an amazing coach by the way, mm-hmm. this dude was implanting with him is just moving your feet, moving your feet, making your feet are always settled, and that's that's the fundamentals of like mm-hmm. a good striker. And dude, what he did was like it was a phenomenal performance. Did you guys watch the embeddeds at by chance at all? Yeah. So what I liked too, uh, uh, Trevor Whitman was having him do a drill. Where he was just kind of shuffling forward and yep. back, forward and back, yep. and he was having him doing big, and he's like, "All right, now shorten it. Yep. Think of it. Yep. Think of it yep. as a yep. as a wrestling. Think of it as this." And I was like, "Bro, dude!" And his footwork looks so and, good. And that's because for a guy like Justin, you know, he's going to be a good striker. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what can I make him do just to improve his base and help him the best way possible without changing his game too much? Yep. And it was his footwork, and that's what everybody. That's what all these really good, great coaches do with guys like. like I mean, Justin we, we still have to see how Gaethje deals with grappling, a, a grappling heavy fighter. Exactly, because Habib is not a different level. We could talk yeah. about grappling yeah. as much as you want. Doc, all the guys at AKA, they're all like, dude, yeah. Habib. You guys don't understand what a guy Habib is. Like everybody wants to say that, and yeah. it's not even just the fact that he's from like Dagestan and what he does, because there are people from Dagestan in the UFC and they still don't grapple like. Habib. Oh hell no! Yeah, he's, he's weird. Right? He's it's unique. weird, right? Yeah, like because you hear that, like all oh, the Dagestan stuff. I'm like, they, they do not all of Habib. them though. Yeah, yeah they, Habib they, is like the Dagestanis have a crazy culture of wrestling, and they do have a very high level wrestling background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then a guy, you get a guy like Habib. Who could mix the MMA art into the wrestling yeah. is on a different level. The way he controls people and the way he transitions from position to position with strikes and submissions and is able to control people. He's a very intelligent fighter and yeah. he's so strong. And the way he fights is on a whole nother level. And people understand that. For you to be 28 and 0 in, in one of the craziest stacked bro. UFC divisions and fought the killers. Mm-hmm. Is and insane. smoked everybody. Yeah, dog. The, what he did to Connor, incredible. Like RDA, crazy. what he did to RDA, RDA bro. Was, and he he. That's when RDA all the was guys, good too. All the guys that he fought, 
or very different afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very different. And it's and it's weird how people know his game plan and they still can't, they can't stop, stop it. it nope. <laughs> they can't stop it. And like Dustin Poirier had a, plenty of time to prepare for. Khabib. And Dustin Poirier, dude, is, is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. strong as fuck. Amazing cardio. Great hands. Pretty and he's a high, he's a high level jujitsu guy. Yeah, like he's got he's good, a black belt, I believe. Yeah, right? but yeah. but even like people always talk about like in the circle, like dude, people don't know how good Dustin's ground game really is, and people always talk about that mm. from high level grapplers, you know. And for him to go out there and just he almost did have that submission. He did, though. he did. But the yeah. way Khabib yeah. got out of that, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Khabib also has no neck, and his head's the size of his torso. His position, yeah. is, <laughs> like his positioning, is flawless, dude. Like it, it's. Oh, man, Habib is on another level. And then once he starts finding Justin Gaethje, who's a striker, primarily a striker, mm. people have to worry about, people don't think about the transitions as a striker to grappling. Mm. It's so hard to deal with, mm. you know? And and like you look at Connor, the whole time, once he once Habib shot that first takedown, he had to worry about the takedown the whole, the whole fight. fight yeah. And look what happened. He got, would you ever yeah. put money on Habib dropping Connor with a, with a legit yeah. overhand? Yeah. Like, I think partially it was a little bit of a slip. No. But at the same time, he did get fucking clipped. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the whole time he was worrying about the takedowns. He couldn't get his hands off. And that's going to change. And I wonder how... Justin is going to be able to deal with that. I think, I personally think Justin's, out of all the fighters Habib has fought, Justin's going to be the one, like I like Quinta, that's going to be able to get up. See, I think he's going to. I, I think so too, but also Habib fights the level of like the fight fighter that he's fighting, right? A guy like Aya Quinta, I think. I, no disrespect to him, but I just feel like Habib no, kind of took the foot off the gas a little bit. And he was like, you know, I'm going to yeah. stand with this fool. Like, I'm going gonna, no, I'm gonna to strike with this I dude. I think Justin has about two rounds to get Habib out of there. Yeah. And if he doesn't, I think it's going to be... I if anybody looked at that ally Quinta fight and they think that Habib was going 100% on him, you're yeah. fucking lying no. to yourself. He, also, he, that he change of opponent. Yeah, yeah, but there's also a change of opponent exactly. like four exactly. times for that exactly. fight. It was yeah. Max, and then it was supposed to be Anthony Pettis, and then it was oh, supposed Paul, to be Paul Felder. Paul Felder. Yeah. And then it was ally Quinta. But I think, I think Justin... From wrestling and from hearing about people from wrestling from him, I think he's going to be able to get up a couple times. He is a highly decorated wrestler. Yeah, I think he's going to be able to get up a couple times, and that's going to be dangerous because uh, I think in the in the past couple fights, uh, Habib has gotten hit. Yeah. Well, I think um, it's Michael Johnson lit him up a bit pretty yeah. hard too. Yeah. And I don't think yeah. Justin's obviously not scared of it. I don't think anybody's scared of anybody, but I mean, he really doesn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not he going to, he's just going to just go forward and start throwing those fucking punches if he gets I, up. I I'm always like, wonder too when somebody meets Justin in a cage, just like people don't know how high level uh, Habib's wrestling is, they don't know what it's like to get hit by Justin. Yeah, yeah, dude. Those leg kicks. Bro, Imagine ha- those leg kicks, bro. Ha- yeah, because if he, if he gets those off on See, that's the thing. It's like yep. a lot of the times the paradigm in, in, in uh, MMA, like especially early on, was like never kick a wrestler, never yeah. low kick a wrestler. Mm. Right. So it's but a guy like Justin, he hits off rhythm. He he has like weird setups for his low kicks. It's exactly people, what DC said. Yeah. People know mm-hmm. that Justin's going to low kick, yeah. but they can't time it. No, it, he throws it. He throws a lot of change ups and he's very he's very methodical when he throws a low kick. So that it plays a different factor with a guy like Habib. The, the the fight with 
Edson Barbosa, one of the scariest kickers, right? Has the fucking out the low spin. kick that guy, dude. First thing he does is start throwing low kicks on Edson Barbosa. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I remember so when I watched that fight, I was like, oh, oh no. Man. Also, too, like it seems like Justin Gaethje too has a higher pain uh, threshold for pain than everybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Because you could hit him pretty hard too, but he could take it way better than you can. So he's just a really difficult guy to deal with, right? His hands are amazing. <laughs> yeah. His his positioning is always great. You could hit him hard, yeah. but he could also take your fucking yeah. hit. He's been hit with everything. Dog, so there's a fight that everybody should watch. It's um this guy named Luis Palomino, who's a f- the guy from Florida. He's like infamous in MMA community. Like this dude is scary as fuck. One of the homies, Diego, used to train with that fool. Mm. And he would tell me stories about training with that guy. He's he's a complete fucking savage. And he looks scary as fuck, you know, like jacked. And um he has a really violent fighting style. When he fought Justin Gaethje, that is one of it was like fifteen. It's like seventeen minutes long as the mm. clip. I don't know how I don't know how long the fight is. This was. the dude that he was low kicking the living Bro, shit out of. Bro, and he, he lo- <laughs> I remember he low kicked him, and then his legs buckled, and he just kind of he fell just over. Went straight. Yeah, he oh went straight. And he just leaned this off. is bro. This is one of the most violent fights you could ever watch. Yeah, and it shows how like what a savage. Justin, Justin Gaethje and Palomino is yeah. for for fighting this. Well, dude. Trevor Whitman says he's like I've trained a lot of people. He was like Justin Gaethje actually has that mindset where he's like I'll I'll die in there. Yeah. I don't care. He's yeah. ju- he says Justin Gaethje and Justin says it. He's like he doesn't care if he wins or loses. Yeah. It doesn't matter to him if he loses. He is he literally care. saying I have so much fun in there. Yeah, and that's scary, dude. Yeah, dude. That's at the, in so the middle of the scary. round when he starts, um, I think before the fifth round and they go to the corner, he's laughing. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, you're like what? And then the Trevor fuck? Whitman literally has to be like, Hey, dude, remember Calm what happened? Down, when you had too much fun the last time. Yeah. He he goes, You got knocked out, and he, he goes, goes, Yeah, twice. twice. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> Which is which is one of the coolest like uh, uh, exchanges from coach to a fighter in the middle of a fight. Yeah, that was one of the, the gems of the fight, and yeah. that's why I love it when there's no audience because you could hear all those things. And this is why I like no audience too because I feel like we had we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Audience can either really help a fighter or it can really fuck up a fighter. Yeah, the booze. Yeah, the booze are the things right. It could really help or or fuck or fuck up a fighter. So I like it because I'm like they don't have that. So now you get skill versus skill. There's no extra thing amping someone yep. up or deteriorating their confidence or anything like that. You I have also two think fighters too, the, fighting each other. That's it. It's also because the crowd also makes the ref interfere unnecessarily. Of course, yeah. yeah. Which is and so judges annoying. too. They'll stand and up judges. to fight. Yep. And yep. judges. Yep. Too. I hate it when they when they stand up to fight when they're working, dude. It's yeah. like they're working. This person has fucking position let them have it they work so them. hard to get it yeah yeah and then stand up like what the fuck yeah. i'd be yeah. so pissed and that's new for like i feel like a not a lot of new fans because when i first started watching ufc i must have been like in fucking fourth grade or third grade i don't i don't truly remember i just remember used to staying up summer nights it was on spike tv they used to ufc unleashed they used to show it yep. on spike tv right yeah. so i always used to stay UFC up late yeah. and watch those because i'm like oh this is cool you know i never see him uh yeah it's like you want to see that. You don't, I, when I was first watching it, you don't really know what's going on. So when you see those people holding or just laying on the floor, you're like, oh, stand them up, stand them up. But as you start watching, you're like, no, don't stand them up, fool. They're still doing shit. Yeah, right? yeah. And, but you have fans there that are probably like me when I first started watching, or a lot of people are still new to it. They're just like, oh, let's go see some fights. They're there. And then it's boo, boo. Yeah. When I went to the Bellator fight, dude, we were, we were watching the fight and that shit was happening. People were booing and shit. The and people that we were getting see- so mad were like, I was, we were literally saying a lot of my, I bet you any, all these people don't know shit about MMA. Yeah. They're sitting here booing. Well, most people, man, uh, so the, the Cody Garbrandt and the uh, TJ Dillashaw and the Cejudo, mm-hmm. uh, 
uh, Mighty Mouse Mighty Mouse fight, right? That's the first time I ever went to a UFC event. I was on the ground floor next to the cage and let me be 10 seats back. I will never, ever go watch a UFC fight yeah. live ever again. It is way better just watching it at home. Oh, hell yeah. Because you can't it, see. You can't number see one, much. you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. And then number two, you realize a lot of these people who in, who buy the tickets for UFC actually don't like fighting. They just mm-hmm. like the, the animalistic going there. You know, just watching somebody crack somebody's face. And it's like a status and, thing. And for you, a lot of hear, you hear the conversations of everybody who's watching it, right? And you could tell they don't give a shit about the sport. Like there was this guy... He was. He brought it, his date over, sitting next to us. He had a little nice little fucking uh, sweater around his neck and everything Ooh. like that. You know that <laughs> was it pre- Gucci. <laughs> it was Gucci. Oh shit! <laughs> and, he, and he brought his date over, and clearly he brought it, bought these nice seats uh, for her to impress her. And he's literally talking the most dumb shit I've ever heard in my life. And he's talking to this girl, and he clearly brought her over there because she loves MMA. Yeah. yeah. And even then, she was getting annoyed. By the shit that he was saying, he goes, "Dude, just choke him out. Why can't he just choke him out?" Yeah, and she's sitting yeah, yeah. there, just like, "Hmm." <laughs> you know, you can tell she's being a little irritated. It's like that meme. It's like a guy. There was a meme that that's going around right now, and this dude looks like a total douchebag, and he's talking to this girl, and he's like, "Hey, babe, that's that's Conor McGregor. He knocked out Chuck Lesnar." <laughs> Chuck Lesnar. Like, Chuck it's, it's my name's big. Chad, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my for, name's Chad. By I the way, I forgot what fight he was watching on that card, but he just kept screaming. Rear naked choke, rear naked choke. I'm like, they're standing up. They're yeah. rear naked choke. Not even fucking lying. <laughs> they're standing up. Oh my god. And I'm looking at this guy. I'm gonna sock this fool. You're you're yeah. ruining the moment or the experience for me, bro. <clears throat> Shut the fuck up. I can't tell you how many times I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the fights. I'm gonna go to the fights. And as it gets closer, I'm nah, like, no, nah, I want to buy the ticket. It's nah. way better watching Dude, it at home. It was because. You know, I feel like we're a sport, too, that has good commentators like Joe yeah. Rogan, DC yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. I want to hear it. I want to hear what they're saying. And they're if providing you go to a value. fight, you can't hear it. Oh, that was another thing about the fight, too. It was so cool watching all three of those guys, John Anik, Joe Rogan, Daniel Cormier, like just interact throughout the night. Like Because they're yeah. so amped to be there. And they're just having fun, bro. DC DC, and uh, so Joe, fun, Joe Rogan dude. together, their dynamic is amazing. He so needs fun. to stay as a commentator forever. Forever. It's yeah, gonna be so weird I'm sure him. he's going to. Yeah. Uh, you mean Joe or DC? DC and Joe. Oh, yeah. yeah I know. Them. Yeah, I know. I, I, DC's going to be there for a long time. Yeah. Joe, I don't know. You know, he's and, been doing it for so and fucking I, long. I love, I love the posts after all the fights are over and they just talk about everything. Yeah. It's so cool watching all those guys interact, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I could sit there and watch them talk forever. <laughs> That's just, like my dream job right there. I would yeah. be able to talk I would as like, fights are going on. It yeah. would be great That's if they so could sick. just bring fighters to be judges, yeah. right? Because yeah. look at how much they can analyze what's going They're on. They're starting to do that. They They're have to. to. Yeah, they, yeah. they literally have to. But, at this but point. the problem is that it's these are like state run uh, commissions. So for them to kind of like a lot more fighters are uh, able to get into like refs. Like Frank Trigg is a ref. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. He's a ref. Uh, what's his name? The guy that fought. Chris Lieben is a ref now. Oh, yeah, yeah, to go yeah, that's true. Chris so, Lieben is a ref. Yeah, he's yeah. a ref for California. Yeah. He, he refed one of my homies. Uh, Oh no, Frank Trigg ref for one of my yeah. homies' fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris so, Lieben was crazy on the, the the contender or whatever. Oh yeah, the, the ultimate he was fighter. Good for a just minute cr- too, dude. He was good. Knocking I, people I, out, he's bro. just a tough motherfucker. I, yeah. I mean, he was knocking people out because he was Korean zombie before Korean zombie. Yeah, yeah. he was just swing. He, he was supposed to be knocked out. He just kept. What's that fight happening? Korean zombie and Brian Ortega. Oh man, bro. I can't wait for dude, that one. Dude. Crazy I'm a huge fight. Korean. Uh, Formal apology too, to uh, Jay Park. Just to put it out there, we were making assumptions, right? Yeah. We put, it was so funny. People were so mad. People got really mad. They but go, we were just speculating, dude. We, we literally said in the podcast, bro, we're we, speculating. We, we don't know. Kno- dog, we know yeah. 
he shouldn't have slapped Jay Park. We're just saying, like, what it's, if? Yeah, dude, it's a fun, fun conversation, on, yeah, dude. dude. And you know Plus how many people skin looks so soft. What else yeah, have people been correcting a lot is you know how I say slaps for everything. Oh yeah, everybody's like it smacks. I'm like, bro, there's not a fucking rule. I can say slaps yeah, for food if I want to. You want. It's because it's a it's a Bay Area thing, right? So I know yeah, you take their say, lingo very. I seriously. mean, you it's, it's for some reason people in the Bay are so particular about that shit. I'm from Sacramento, right? So mm. like, I understand what they mean, but is it a big fucking deal? Who the fuck cares? I'm like, bro. I've I've just said slaps for everything. I never knew it was like a a term in in the bay. Yo, when fucking know. Alex fucks, like, yo, this pussy slaps. Hey, <laughs> I'm like, hey, girl, this pussy really does slap on it. And she's I'm like, like oh. excuse me, you're supposed to say smack. Yeah, it I'm smacks. Like, oh, shit, dude. All right, bye. Yeah, yeah but Bay Area are very, head, they're you know? very fucking particular about that shit. They want people to understand that when it comes for food, it smacks, and then when it comes for music, it's always slaps. But you don't use it for anything else, and if you do, it's heresy. Hey, I'm gonna use it for both. I don't say schmacks. Yeah, I don't do that. Schmacks, I say slaps for everything. It's not as fun to say. But I'm just. No. Well, I guess my thing is, I guess people in SoCal or whatever use it different. That's all. Yeah, it is Dude, what it whatever, is. Whatever, bro. Dude, who cares? What a weird bro. thing to like get upset about. I don't think they're schmacks. upset, but just like you know, that shit schmacks. Yeah, and it's it slaps. See, that sounds weird. I don't want to go. Sh- I don't like that yeah, shit. Bro, all this like fucking, say. all the like gunk builds up and like you drip and shit, bro. <laughs> I ain't trying to drip. Oh, shout out! I mean, to, I got uh, drip, but shout know? outs to fucking uh, alien beef jerky for the uh, the racist eat. <laughs> Yo, you guys want to hear something mad funny about that shit though? I'm not saying that I am the catalyst or the source for that shit. He's the catalyst. He's the source. No. David's not saying. No, it. I'm oh. not saying I'm the catalyst. <laughs> so I got a message from a friend of mine who uh, who told me about his personal friend mm-hmm. that contacted this is this is a really famous beef jerky spot that everybody stops by when they drive to Vegas right so that long 3 hour drive everybody yeah. stops by that spot even mm-hmm. i know of that place they yeah. have really great everybody beef jerky knows that. even yeah. i do i've been to Vegas once i think and they, yeah. you know about that yeah. spot right very unique the beef jerky's you know really good mm-hmm. it's an immigrant mexican family that owns it so uh one of our friends uh she basically emailed them um i don't know exactly what she does but you know it was solicit them for some business or whatever yeah. right and he responds back that we don't not to not the exact quotes but basically saying that he doesn't want anything to do with any orientals delete my email or whatever blah 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 yeah and so people's it was very aggressive it was very aggressive for a business there. email yeah. yeah and so she was like what the fuck did she in the, in the email that she sent out did she say that she was an oriental uh well the, her picture is there on the email uh, so he saw so, the, he saw the okay go- he saw there the it is gooky ass <laughs> eyes he yeah. goes i don't fuck with gooks there it is dude <laughs> And what so, else do you have to say? I don't say that word. Uh, a buddy of mine messaged that to me, and he's like, yo, what the fuck is this shit about? He was like, yo, can you do something about this? And at first, like, I don't I don't really like doing this. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of sat on it, and I'm like. It's problematic, dude. I was like, this is fucked up. Yeah, that's you know, fucked so up. You know, so I did a little light tweet. The, the tweet's gone now, by the way. I deleted that shit. That shit was getting a little uh, too crazy. Doesn't matter. I too screenshotted late. it. <laughs> and I'm, then, king, it. I'm the king of screenshots. You should notice. And hey, hey, DM Alex for that It was screenshot. kind of getting up there in likes <laughs> and retweets a little faster than I expected. And I'm like, mm. okay, well, they learned their lesson because after I posted that about an hour later, they had like, I don't on their Yelp because I, I actually uh, hyperlinked their Yelp as well. Yeah. It got, I don't know, 200 like one star reviews in like an hour or something. I'm like, cool. They learned their lesson. Nothing is going to happen after this. Lo and behold, that day, it's everywhere, dude. Like yeah. it blew yeah. the fuck up. Well, that's it, what you kind of deserve, though. It's, you know, it, talking it, talking for, like that. What for, the fuck? For what that per- – and then their excuse was kind of weak. They said like he's a he's a Mexican immigrant. That has nothing to do with he, the email. He, his, the language barrier. But I was no, like, dog, this fool's been – and then people were also saying that they've been in business for like 23 years. Yeah. yeah. They, and, and they Exactly. They, they've they were, dealt with all – 
oriental and people were and also, shit, bro. And, and they were also saying that um, this is like they've done stuff like this before. Oh, he's not supposed to be making those messages. Like, yeah, he's not the one in charge. So. So who the fuck gave yeah. the email password then? What the hell? So yeah. then that's even crazier. So he came up to one of his kids. He's like, "Hey, let me see the uh, password." Yeah, he's for like, a second. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I, "I just need to buy something from Amazon." Let me, let me <laughs> you know what that reminds me of now? Actually, something like that kind of happened in the powerlifting world. Uh, there is a big meet that always goes on, and it's one of the meets where like the big lifters go because you can make a, a lot of money off of this meet. I forget the exact name of the meet, but it was held in a gym in San Diego, right? So they open up like I do this meet called the Boss of Bosses. It's at a gym in Mountain View. You might know where that's at, right? Yeah. Mountain View. Um, it's owned by a guy, a big powerlifter named Dan Green. He owns the gym, right? That so man looks like a refrigerator. Dog. Oh, you know who Dan Green is? is. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so he he holds that meet, right? So I do that one. So there's another meet like that, really big. Um, they open it up at bosses. They do one day where it's like amateur, you would say, and then the other day's professional or yeah. like um, you don't have to qualify for this day, but if you're going to do this day, you have to qualify, right? So same with this other meet. They did something like that where you have to qualify for this meet. So this one girl emails the meet director who owns the gym, her numbers and stuff like that. Like, oh, this is my numbers. La, la, la. Basically, she qualified for the meet or some shit like that, right? Her, the response back from that girl was like, why the fuck are you like wasting my time with this bullshit? With these weak ass numbers? Like saying some fucking crazy ass shit, right? So that girl screenshotted it and posted it on Instagram and everybody just repost, repost, yeah. repost, repost, repost. It got all the way back around to the federation that we, like I compete in USPA. Uh, and they actually like wiped her off. She's not allowed to hold the meats anymore. That meat got wiped. So from why did shit. she? Why did she go off like that? I don't. She's. I don't. I don't fully remember what her excuse was. I think she was like she was emotional or that type of some bullshit. Fuck. Yeah, but bro, bro. Like that was a thing. She was like the what girl was like cop out. The girl bro. was like you told us to email you our numbers and stuff. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. And her response, I don't remember word for word. But it's like, what am I supposed to do with these weak ass shit? I was like, first dog, of all, it's oh, money, dog. I'm all, paying you. All to you compete. do is just be like, sorry. You know, uh, this this highly still competitive. doesn't yeah this still doesn't meet the requirements that we're looking yeah. for for the competition. Or First of we, all, we I have just want to say this: stuff. what a great roast, though, hilarious. But second of all, like why would these weak ass why, fucking bitch yeah. ass Because if I was yeah. somebody who was a weightlifter and I heard that, I think I would cry. Yeah, I'd quit. I'd, like, I'd quit. Yeah. And second of all, fuck why? me, right? People you get talk. emotional about their numbers and their <laughs> yeah, calves dog. too. Yeah. Don't forget them calves, bro. And I don't but, know what that's like because your boy got great calves. I know me too. He's talking about me. Yeah, right? those little fucking yeah, you got nothing. Little bro, you're so fragile and weak, bro. I sometimes want to crush you and just be like, bro, <laughs> like get bigger. Oh, dude, I'm trying, man. It's all good. I'm bro. waiting for my my steroids in the fucking mail. This guy's gonna hey, get me on a cycle, dog. Hey, them shit's fun. Hey, don't say that. Everybody think I sell shit, bro. I'm I don't. Hey, yo, DM this fool for your <laughs> oh steroids. God, we got right. SARMs. We got HGH. <laughs> we got SARMs. HGH. We got yeah, we got all the HG SARMs, dude. You don't even know about that shit, dude. You huh? Yeah, homie. We got dragon steroids, bro. Yeah, dog. You want scales? No. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Steroids it, are crazy too. I would let me tell you something. If you guys ever oh, see yeah? buff ever, just <laughs> yeah. know that I was on steroids. Yeah. There's absolutely me, no me, way I did that by myself. Me and David are gonna we're gonna hop on a cycle together. Nah, bro. man, I, I just I feel like I would no, get no, the bad no, end we're, of it. We're, we're, no, gonna, we're, we're not doing that. You wouldn't. You wouldn't, bro. Because that's how I was. So I did uh, I did a cycle of test right, 
And that's kind of how I always was. I was I was always so nervous. To well, do are it. you admitting to steroids right now? Yeah, I don't care, bro. Wow. I don't understand. I don't wow. understand why people lie about this shit, dude. It's like I feel bad for like people that are trying to come up and like say you're trying to learn fitness and stuff, and you yep. see this person and they're like all ripped and shit, and they're lying. They're like, oh, I'm all natural, dude. Well, that's, you're, like, you're, that's, dude. That's the problem with a lot of people who kind of well, here's the thing about the fitness industry that a lot of people don't know so much money in this shit like yep, a ridiculous yeah. amount there's a reason why people are posting up these photos and everything else mm. like that and at the end of the day when it comes to promoting yourself especially when it comes to fitness a majority of people don't understand and not just fitness just things in general that are very specialized most people don't care about the specificities that allow you to be credential yeah. to have great credentials in whatever you're doing right for example like Nick could be what, what are your credentials uh, I have a CSCS and I have a bachelor's in science of uh, in. That's right. He's LGBTQ, right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> so and I'm a nutrition doing, coach. So he's yeah. that's Precision his credentials. Nutrition. When you when you read that on a piece of paper, right, it should look very impressive. Mm-hmm. But people don't give a fuck about that. What they do, no. they look at somebody, they go, "Where's your six pack?" Yeah. That person with the six pack too, you don't exactly know how he got it, if he's genetically gifted or not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really show that somebody knows what they're doing, yeah. specifically when it comes to fitness. And the reason why people do steroids and they don't want to tell you is because a lot of people are laymans, such mm-hmm. as myself prior, and I would look at somebody. And go, you know what? I don't care about the the, the stats. I want to see what you look what you like. Look like yeah. And so yeah. they take steroids and they sell these programs and they go, guess what? You can look like me within three months. Yeah. I guarantee yep. it. Yeah. If you take the roids along with it, yep. though. I see it all the time. We, dude. we see it all the time dude, because it's dishonest. We, we yeah. work with people that are coaches because we're, we're both coaches. We're private trainers. And we've worked with people, whether it's boxing or Muay Thai or, or strength conditioning and powerlifting, we see so many different people that have no business coaching yeah. clients or giving fitness advice because it's not regulated. A lot of people blood, it drips. Yeah. Exactly. A lot yeah, fuck. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that can go out and get a weekend certification and then just yeah. say, hey, I'm certified. A right? lot of this shit too, you can just do online. Exactly. You don't even have to go face to face with anybody. You can go get your cert. So I'm gonna tell a quick story. There's a guy that we train with mm. at, at my gym. And I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway, because he's a dickhead. Um, and this guy has a lot of like older clients, and he tells them nonsense the shit that comes out of this guy's mouth is fucking he should be in jail dude yeah he's dog this and and shout out to the homie dan because we we listen to this all the time and we always look at each other saldana fitness my guy and we he always telling me these stories about how this guy saying oh you know he'll go to a client and he'll like rub them out roll them out and he'll tell them oh you know why your legs are sore is because your it band is so tight that by the time the blood your blood your blood flow is little droplets right here. So by the time the blood drips all the way down to your calves, there's no blood. So that's why you're so sore. If you I don't care if you're a doctor, you don't, you don't <laughs> what have in to, the bro, fuck? what the fuck? Who a dog? And and yeah. and some of these people that don't know if he's right or not, it's not it's not their fault. Right, because they don't know any better. Exactly, no. you're taking but advantage as of a, it. as a fitness professional. You're going around saying this to. Uh, and he has a lot of clients. He's saying this to a lot of people. Yeah. Dog, what the fuck is going same, on, bro? It's the same concept. They're literally taking advantage of somebody else's ignorance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. And that's why a lot of people, too, they get disappointed in their results. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so difficult. I had another and, buddy of mine who does who who started doing macro fitness and nutrition, right? And he set up a really great program for a lot of people. The reason why he stopped doing this business wasn't because it wasn't what he offered wasn't doing well. He started getting depressed and sad because 
he kept on getting people and clients and he would help them out, right? Get them on their macronutrition. It's been a year. They lose like 30, 40 pounds. They look great. Yeah. And they go, well, you kind of failed me because I don't look like this guy. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, I, I, you know, we've been doing really well. You look great. He goes, yeah, but I, you know, these other programs, they yeah. say I can get ripped in four fuck. months. And it's like, Run for the fuck. hills, dude. He goes, fuck. Well, and he just kept on getting this back over and over yeah. and over again. He goes, yeah. I'm done with the fitness industry. I don't want to do this anymore. It's, dude, yeah. it's soul draining sometimes. Was that, did he have like a food prep company or no? Uh, no, he he worked with people. Well, online, he, right? Uh, online, okay. online nutrition stuff. And yeah. um, he programmed for them as well. Mm. And at the end of the day, people weren't. And he got really ripped. Yeah. Right, he's jacked, bro. <clears throat> he got yeah, really Shred jacked. City. It took him like a couple of years. Yeah. though. It people don't understand that shit. People want shit so fast. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Like, kind of like what you did is what people aren't willing to do is go look and do research when yeah. you find yeah. somebody to coach. And I always tell people this too in powerlifting world because I see it all the time. Just because someone's strong doesn't mean they know what they're doing. Exactly, doesn't mean they know dude. how to coach. I can't tell you Especially how in powerlifting. much how much strong people I know that. And that are coaches and like I see people in and out of our gym that have these programs of different like top, either even top coaches or just people that are through the gym that are strong and I'm seeing what they're doing. I'm like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? And you already know it's bad. Like cause I can't tell you how many times I've had athletes at the gym that I train at Mission Fitness Center, right, that come in and they ask me, hey, do you think I should be doing this? I'm like, if you're questioning what your fucking coach is doing, yeah. you obviously know that it's not fucking right, right? Yeah. And they still stay with these people just because it's like the cool thing. Oh, my coach does this. My yeah. coach does that. He my pulls coach... this. He pulls. Yeah, yeah, it's like I mean, it's just, it's it could be the same shit for fighting, right? Just because yeah, you're a good up. fighter Dog, doesn't we, mean you're going to be a good coach. We know some motherfuckers have no business. Oh, fuck coaching yeah, motherfuckers. Bro. And and the shit that they have their clients doing, and they give them. It's one thing if you're doing fitness boxing and you just want to hit. And that's one thing, and and that's it, totally understandable. But if you're trying to provide someone with the skills and knowledge that, oh yeah, you could be able to fight one day, and you're teaching them some of the shit that we've seen, yeah, it's fucking <laughs> oh dude. Shout out to Gloveworks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, no, there's some people dude. That's, that shit. That shit, Gloveworks, baby. We gotta get Chris Sosa on here to talk about it's that. It's fucking crazy, dude. Some of the shit. Yeah, I could, I would, it, I could it, blow it, up a bunch of people right and, now, but and, I'm not and, going to. It's fine, right? Yeah. But it's at the I same just, time. I just want to know, how do you as an individual, as a human being, take somebody's money and then have them walk away with nothing? Exactly. You are stealing exactly. from them. And on top of that, too, I think when it comes to fitness and people who really do want to get fit and they're in a bad place, they're coming to you because they trust you. Yeah. They trust your knowledge. And yeah. this, it's a lot for somebody to come up and, you know. To ask for personal training, ask for guidance, and you give them fucking nothing, and they get no results, yeah. and they go back home, and they blame it on themselves. They go, well, yeah. it's clearly not my trainer because my trainer knows what he's doing. Yeah. I'm the one that's dumb here. I'm, I'm fucking one, up. I'm there, fucking up. We, I had experienced that at our old gym, at our first location. We had this trainer in there, and he was he was one of those trainers where he would tell like his athletes or, excuse me, clients, like all this weird shit. I remember this one day, and- the client wasn't there, so I like when I say this, it's kind of like I sound like an asshole, right? But it, the client wasn't there. Um, he had just finished training this person, and they leave, right? And he comes, and they're looking at these pictures, and I walk by. He's like, Alex, look at these pictures, right? He's like, this is from – this is uh, today. This is two weeks ago. He's like, look, don't you see the – don't you see a huge difference? And I look at him I'm like, no. <laughs> For real, dude. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like – Oh, I'm like, is there supposed to be like a big difference? They look exactly the same. Yeah. 
He's like, ah, and walks away. I'm like, bro, shit don't change like that. But yeah. what's yeah. crazy to me is I heard him showing the client this. Look at this. Oh, it's night and day difference. You're insane. Look at you're so cut right here and yeah. stuff. We heard him saying this. So when he showed me this and I looked at him, my response was, no. Yeah. Like, this is what you were telling him. Like, oh, my. Basically, you're telling him, like, oh, my God, you can see all your abs coming in. You can see. The, I'm like, dog, you know how long that takes? Yeah. But if people get brainwashed, dude, I mean, it's if it's not you two can weeks. stare, I, you could he, I could have you stare at this picture and keep selling you this, and you'll probably start seeing that shit, right? Yeah. Um, but now it's like it's crazy that in the fitness industry, that shit's fucking crazy. I see it all the time. And a lot of these people that are like trainers or coaches, a lot of the times they believe their own hype, like mm-hmm. they believe that they're that great. So in their mind, they don't know what they're doing is wrong per se. Is that they just think that, oh, yeah, this is how you're supposed to do things. And then they they implant that to other people. Yeah. And, and, pe- and people like coaches, they feel that way about themselves. And you can see it. I can't tell you. I, I think I've had four clients, right, that I've coached, right? Coached them for like six, seven months, did a couple meets and stuff. And they straight up told me it was like a big thing for them. Oh, I'm sorry, Alex. Uh, I just, you know, I want to try something new. I'm going to go. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Dude, yeah. go learn something new. Yeah. Like, and I can't tell you every single one of those four people. Oh, the same reaction. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. I thought you're going to be so mad. But it's because people, coaches like that actually do. And usually yeah. those are the coaches that don't know shit. They're full of shit. They get so mad that you're leaving them. Oh, that's money. It's like, dude, I don't care. I We've worked together for seven months. This is the way I train. This is yeah. my style. If you feel like you want to go learn something new, go learn something new. I never claim I'm the best coach. I never claim yeah. any of that. Cause, but I I think I know a good amount of stuff. Mm-hmm. And but I'm never scared to keep learning. Yeah. I've always I always keep learning shit. There's shit that you showed me that I've mm-hmm. used. I'm never scared to learn anything. But mm-hmm. a lot of these coaches, they have this ego. Well, I do this much weight, so this is the way you're supposed to do it. It's like it's not true, my guy. Yeah. It's really not. You're doing that way with shitty form, so exactly, what's the point? yeah. Let's see how long you do it that yeah. way because shit, I'm pretty sure your shit's going to get fucked up. Like, training is very simple in theory, but there's so much nuance that goes into it. Yep. And it's constant. It's not, I don't want to say constantly changing, but but there's so much that, there's so many different variables. Mm-hmm. It and evolves. That, I yeah, think anything and, evolves. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and just it, like sports and even fight, exactly. fighting. Just, but just the variables alone, can change everything. And if you don't have someone, a third party looking in on it and, and being objective in what you're doing or, or how you're training or how you're eating, it's really hard for you to kind of see that yourself, yeah. you know? So it, it's just like, there's just a lot, especially in fitness, there's a lot of nonsense that goes on that like uh, people don't really talk about as much. Yeah. yeah. My biggest thing that I tell people, if you are in like powerlifting and stuff is, don't be scared to learn stuff. And if your coach says that this is the only thing that works, yeah. don't listen to them. Yeah. Get yourself a new coach. You yeah. should always be willing to learn. I think personally, like if you're having a coach, like in powerlifting specifically, right? Or that style, like fighting and stuff's obviously different, right? Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. But in powerlifting, once you're with the coach for like six, seven months and you start hitting a plateau, usually you're going to start it's going to be the same, right? That's when you need to start doing stuff because I, I've already seen a lot of coaches that stick with a very similar thing. Like a lot of coaches that only squat, only bench, only deadlift. Yeah. There's no accessories. There's no nothing to yeah. that, right? And they say, this is the way it's supposed to be. This is all you need to do. I'm like, I don't agree with that yeah. though because it's not because I've tried that. That didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I had to add in these extra things to start seeing my numbers go up. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. people don't realize that what I just said just because it works for you does not mean exactly. it works for absolutely everybody that, else. You'll see that a lot is like 
people will take their own training as a coach. Of like, course, oh, this yeah. works for me, and they'll try to implant it on you. But yeah. everyone has a different. Uh, there's so many variables. That try work. out different coaching. If yeah. you're a powerlifter, you're getting up in it right now, doing that. Try out different coaching. Try out different programs. Don't feel bad to go with a coach for six months. If you have good success, don't feel bad to be like, oh, you know, I want to go try something new. Let me go try this person out. Yeah. This person really likes their coach. Let me go see what it is. Don't feel scared about that because at the end of the day, no one's getting paid in powerlifting. That's why I don't understand. People get so fucking caught up in this shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro. That's it, good advice. All right, Nick, I'm done with you. But for real, it, like, yeah, yep, it's no, like, I'm you're done. not getting paid you. unless you're a you top, 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 <laughs> top powerlifter. <laughs> you're not getting paid. So it's, you know, does this mean Dave is going to go into powerlifting? He uh, should. So, oh, man, I'm too long for that shit, man. I need you should, bro. You should. Let, let's just start powerlifting. Not, oh you don't even have to powerlift. Just strength train. Do the three basic movements of a squat bench deadlift. Do some mm-hmm. accessory movements around that to build up a strong foundation for yourself. So all this stuff like you have, like your back pain, these little, your posture and all that stuff. You can That's fix all that. I'm going to tell you all, man, I just don't want to be perfect. It's oh, hard, but I'm shit. already close to hey, it. Hey, you, you really close too, Daddy. That's why I'm looking at you like, please, you're Daddy, almost, just you're do it. You're almost there, dude. You're almost there. You can achieve that, 100%. All right, all right, when completion. the gym's open up, I'm back in it, dude. We're, 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 we're going to start powerlifting. I'm going to start powerlifting too. Let's powerlift together. Okay, when the gyms start oh, opening up, dude. All right, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you started training with us. You were doing pretty well. I know, but it's just it was so painful being sore. Yeah. <laughs> so painful. You just got to take it easy. Just slow. Your training should make you better. That's what it's all about, guys. you guys fucking losers anyways guys that wraps up this episode of the genius brain podcast follow your dreams follow your dreams um, <laughs> follow your dreams bro yep uh you guys can catch us on spotify itunes and any kind of audio platforms we have the big mad podcast in here that's yeah. big mad with three g's in it that's alex acosta and nick dun dun and pat's part of that too oh have pat you seen pat on this, yeah, this yeah. podcast too pat was on this podcast. pat hilarious <laughs> as well man but we'll see you all next time talking all this other bullshit you guys already know we're here to be with you on your commute just to have conversation and uh love you long time i love you me long time let's go eat some time. food that slaps Ooh, Ooh. boo this man boo. <laughs> peace hey.